Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Otis, mineral glass eyewear. Born on the rugged, surf-rich coast of Western Australia, they create sunglasses that look good, last the distance, and complement an eclectic lifestyle. Mineral glass lenses, environmentally friendly, scratch resistance, with perfect clarity. Otis Eco Acetate is made from resources widely found in nature like cotton seeds and plant matter using natural non-fossil fuel binders. That means the acetate part of our frames is non-toxic, recyclable, and certified biodegradable. Otis, glass is beautiful. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Light. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard Clear Weather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clear Weather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Our guest this week is a true waterman. He rips on anything that floats. Growing up in Newport Beach, he was immersed in the surf scene at an early age. At 12 years old, he became one of the early faces of Volcom, their ads and their surf films. He went on to becoming a professional free surfer. But he still put in the time to get a degree in business, administration, and management what? at the University of San Diego. Really? Wow, we got a brain guy over here. Dang it. He worked dude. at Ruka, Hurley, and even created his own brand, Western Hydrodynamic Research, 
with 20 years experience in brand building, marketing, producing content and consulting. And he's also somewhat of an influencer with 91,000 Instagram followers. Woo! We can we, use some of that. We welcome the one and only Pat Punker, Pat Towersy. Wow. You like that? Oh, that's massive. Yeah, thank you. I don't know about the accuracy of everything. I mean, there's some truth, I guess, into I, some of it. But, you know? <laughs> Come on, you're being hey. too humble. The, the World Wide Web, man, it's yeah. everything's factual, right? Hey, I, I, I might have written that bio, part of that bio, just to try and get a job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love how... <laughs> thank we, you. We, me, I'm infatuated with nicknames, right? Yeah. And I always love it when somebody has a nickname. Right. And Punker Pat is probably one of the most known nicknames in, in our industry, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. That's so funny. It, it is. And, and, and our show is named after our nicknames. Yeah. Late yeah. Night and his Chalky. name's Chalky. So that's our <laughs> that's why nicknames are so like. So when you look insane. up our guests, almost every guest has a nickname. It's so and good. if not, we we coin them. We make one up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's funny because that made me think of um, like having the name that kind of like precedes yours. Some people hear about it. I think yeah. my name was just so weird. It was like Punker Pat. What? Like, and I think a lot of people get disappointed when they meet me. Like, oh, you're not even a punker. Like, you're like this like what like preppy kid or from Newport or whatever. Like, um, and I remember when I first met. Uh, the like Dean Morrison and so I met Dingo Dingo, Dingo and he yeah. was like relatively unknown at the time yeah. like you know he's writing JS's but he was like young I mean like maybe 17 or something 16 before the before that the, Joel Parkinson or Mick Fanning before yeah. we really knew who those guys were and I met them and and Dean was like you're Punker Pat oh my god we have a song about you like what I'm like what and I just like and I watch him surf I'm like this guy surfs circles around me I have no chance to be a legitimate professional surfer ever and then like come to find out how gnarly like Joel and Mick and all these guys are I'm like okay I'm out of I don't think this is going to work for me but Wait, they were so classic did that, they sing the song to you he sang the song it was like I don't think it was like so yeah he sang they had like some weird song or something that when they were groms you know just saying funny because like the name was like stuck with them yeah. it was like this punk and then Vulcan was such a marketing machine that like oh for you know, sure and that, that's and that's that where, where it, it got was. it was it got so yeah. well received and well known is because they're you're in, a, you, in you the early fit. days a lot of those you ads, embodied what youth against establishment was at Vulcan, the time yeah you know. yeah I was like <laughs> but, but, but I get <laughs> it. little shit against establishment <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I get it because you know you're clean cut you know blonde hair blue well, now for kids I mean. <laughs> you know, you think of punker that you're going to have like, you know, yeah. like yeah. tats and you're going to be gnarly, like nose earring. Well, I mean, I got nose a lot ring. of, you know, backlash too. Like, oh, late night is he's like this crazy party dude, you know, like what the heck? And I'm like, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, at one point, you would put that behind you. You're you know, it was, it was, I was a, I was a professional. There's um, some, some real I, truth to late night. Yeah. Come on. There's some. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, and, and even then, the punkers come in all shapes and sizes, and they're also undercover brothers, you know? It's yeah. not the same for all. It's not just about the tattoos and the piercings, maybe. Sometimes it's an attitude. <laughs> you, you did other punk rock things in yeah. other ways. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning, though. Yeah. Newport Beach? Yeah. Born and raised? Yeah, born and raised. I mean, really, I guess it starts with, like, catching my first wave at Santa Nova. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Like, that changed my life, and, and then I think from then on, I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So, 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 so the first you. wave was in San Onofre, not Newport. Yeah, yeah. First huh. wave. I mean, I think I might have bodyboarded and messed around, but really, my first wave where I caught it, went down the line, and felt the feeling and was hooked was like San Onofre, and it was with my mom's um, really close friend from college, and he had a surfboard and took me out, and I don't even remember if I paddled in myself or I got pushed in, but I caught a wave and I just stood up, and I remember like just glad yeah. shit, yeah, like going fast, it. yeah, and just falling in love with that and being in the water, and then also just having come from like traditional sports and all those things where people are telling you what to do all the time. How old were you? I was like eight and I just realized I'm like, fuck all that. Like, I don't want, (laughs) this is it. Because I mean, you're just like, so free, you know. And, At eight yeah. years old, you said, "Fuck all that." Yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I tell my kids, it's like free roller coaster rides. You know, yeah. like you don't have to go wait. You know, sometimes you have to wait in line and battle for the wave, but like endless, endless waves. It's oh. it's kind of funny how special that moment is, right? That very first glide, and in your mind, you, that's forever etched in your mind. But it's such a like, you know, simple thing. It, but in our in our worlds. That's like the most important thing, right? Like that oh. first wave and your first, your first wave, your first duck dive, your first barrel, your first overhead. You know, like there's all these like monumental accolades that like stick to your. I know my first barrel was at Golden West. You know, like in the short <laughs> break. and I, I just got bulldozed in the sand, but I, I just remember being inside, seeing of it. the vision. I was like, I was inside the barrel. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like that when you when you paddle. Because it's so, I mean, surfing is so hard. It's hard It's it's hard to explain how difficult it is because there's so many moving parts to, to surfing, right? Like sitting on your board, turning it around, you know, having your chest in the right spot when you're paddling, all those things. But when it all comes together that and you stand up for that first time, it's like, whoa, this is yeah. life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's part of it too, though. For me, it was, I mean already like loving the water and the ocean is such an important part and then like that experience of actually riding a wave and yeah. then, and how that just like really sets the hook for how much you love being in the water and yeah. want to learn to surf and then it's like the threshold gets higher and higher to kind of yeah. create that same feeling right yeah. and I think that's even the interesting thing being at our age now where you're the even though the bar goes way high, you almost have to like learn how to like lower the bar again and be like, okay, yeah. how can I just make like every day really fun and, and appreciate every day yeah. riding wave instead of having that bar so high and expectations so high, especially like for us where we're, we're living for the most part in a, in a 
place that you're not chasing swells and running around. You have a job and a life, and so you got to be able to make the best out of like those every day. Yeah, you know, just whatever you're gonna get scenarios. Well, let's go back though. So you're eight years old. You yeah. got hooked on surfing. So what was your first surfboard? Oh, my brother got a board for like the Sano Surf Day. Actually, again, Sano is like such a place, but like. He got this board for it was like the junior lifeguards like little excursion they did down to um, down to Sano. We went to Russell Surfboards and Pod Cullen slanged us the Rock and Fig like my Sick. mom, my brother, me, and he sold us the Rock and Fig board. My it was my brother's board really. He got it and then he's like all bummed like he didn't want the Rock and Fig and it was like that experience of buying a surfboard where it's. Sort of like, I don't know, buying a car. Like, hey, I want the Ferrari. But you're like, dude, you're not ready for the Ferrari. You're just learning to drive. Yeah. You're getting, yeah, this board. It's a, so like, pod, like a size. No of disrespect. The right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Fig. Rip Fig. Yeah, so it was classic because, yeah, my brother was so bummed because he wanted like, you know, whatever the, the yeah. hot board was or like, like a Russell maybe that was more just dialed and yeah. killer. But so. you, don't, you don't know what you really want. You, yeah, like you yeah. said, you want the hot rod, but it's like you're not ready for that. No. And well, you, you're more drawn to the air spray and the logos yeah. and everything else than actually what's going to perform for you. But it was great because we, he took that board, like used it for that mission, and then it was just like screw this thing I don't want it and I was able to take over on that board and that was my board and then I think he what, ended up what was it? Was, like a thruster a single fin? it was a uh, thruster yeah it was like a thruster just like a little like thick cool little board you know it was a small thruster thick lot of volume and, and that board was awesome we used that for a while my next board after that was a water spot water spot minnow yeah. Suzuki yeah minnow Suzuki yeah. yeah yeah. so we got the water spot board which is killer my brother ended up on I can't remember. I think he might have had a water spot too, but it was like a, it was like a, it had a, yeah, we're talking Suns like logo on it. Sick. It was like '80s, you know, like early '80s or mid '80s, and then yeah, that was kind of the journey. And your brother's Chad, yeah, yeah, Uncle Tito, Uncle Tito, yeah, outspoken, <laughs> gnarly dude. Um, yeah. So he was surfing too. Like, did he? Was he a little bit ahead of you? Like, is he a little he, older? He than wasn't you, as. I don't. Think, I mean, I. I want to say he. I mean, he was into it. But maybe not as into it as I was. He was still like, I mean, Chad was like one of the most talented, like every sport yeah. Yeah. person. You know, I think I was never as talented as he was. He just know, liked to do degree. everything, not focus a hundred percent on surf. Yeah, and I like laser beam. Like that's just how I am. I think in general, I'm just like, am I just yeah. so yeah. into something? And and so he was still really, I mean, like playing golf or baseball. He was really good at baseball. So he had a lot of other interests going. And I kind of like is found he what, that two, calling, I feel like. two years older than you? Yeah, two years older. Okay. Yeah. And so, you're, you're, you know, your Sano days was like far and few between. What was your local spot where you started at Blackies oh, yeah, and you used, worked the jetties I mean, back yeah, up? Yeah, it was, that was the deal. Yeah. That was the coolest thing. I think Newport is, is really special in that way because everything is like bikeable. Everything is, yeah, it's, it's really tight. easy. Yeah, you start yeah. With, with Blackies and then you kind of work your way up. And, you know, we kind of ran 34th Street. The period of time that was like really fun was like we were running 34th Street where you yeah. just had this gang of kids that were down there all the time. We'd go scrounge the biggest thing was that we do is we'd scrounge for money yeah. and we did that's their life that's that every like, that's yeah. every beach community grom it's so funny dude, dude. Yeah. 30 minutes i'd have enough for lunch and a freaking candy bar and a slurpee and you know you name it it's scrounging easy. must be hard these days you gotta have a venmo <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. These kids, I don't know these kids are scrounging like we did but no, we get no one change. carries cash yeah anymore. exactly like i'd be like we gotta make a phone call like uh-huh. we're stuck down here i gotta get the and bus he, oh yeah here's 50 cents so we'd scrounge up and I think Chicken Littles at the time, I think they were 50 cents for a Chicken Little. So like every phone call you had a Chicken Little. So it was like we get Chicken Littles 
and then you just would like get your drink, your drink, and you had a drink though, but you held your drink for like a week. You know what I mean? Your cup would be all dilapidated and like, <laughs> Can't using it. Yeah, and then like I remember one time we were in we were in Carl's Jr. used to be on that corner. I think it was Carl's Jr. And so we were in there, and one of our buddies, Jeremy Corum, was was getting called out for his cup. Yeah. And then yeah, we got this big argument with the people, and it was like, oh, and then it went outside, and then some like pa- patron of the place was, you know, kind of getting all huffy puffy, like getting like you little punks, da da da, right, whatever. Jeremy Corbin had a whole coke and just winged it at a guy's head, and we were like, all right, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> back to the beach. Yeah. You're losing our business. <laughs> yeah. So, so going back, like those early days are so freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Newport, so when when you know being an outsider. Being in, in, growing up, you know, in the inland, mm-hmm. like you guys, Larson and and yourself, Punker Pat, you know, Huntington's got its like crazy characters and like, you know, well, the, like the, the older the, generation, the older that, generation yeah. of of uh, the drywaller guy that you know, like the bartender, you know, like hard. This guy, color Huntington's yeah. hard, dude. Like but Huntington's like, hard. <laughs> but you you had like the the guys that were. I mean, dedicated shirt like every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean your your area, right? Like yeah. Newport Beach, Echo Beach, Studio Fifty Four, mm-hmm. all those things come to mind. We've had you know Miller, Todd the Whacker Miller, <laughs> and, and we've had Richie Skeletor oh, Collins. Richie, you know, yeah. so it's like we we've yeah. gotten a lot of like cool stories from those guys about Newport, and yeah. you know you're you're like after those guys right like totally. looking you're like a not a generation but like yeah. you know a segment after those guys because it's richie but back and, then that was a generation yeah. even a few years yeah. it was like a generation i mean totally kind of I, just different experiences i think they're similar but different i mean yeah. like and there's overlap and and a lot of the times too especially when you're younger you almost don't even know who those guys are and yeah. newport's different in a way where i think huntington and maybe like san clemente like people don't leave in general i feel like yeah. a lot of people stay Newport, some people stay, but a lot of people leave. Like, it's, like, not the best surfing place. Like, it's, like, good sometimes. It's not good all the time. Really, like, really not. It's consistently, like, you can get in the water, but it's not, like, San Clemente that has, like, lower trestles and and uppers and really high quality, great waves. And even even Huntington, for that matter, is, like, more surfable on a really consistent basis. Like, we had so many people leave. Like, I don't know, like, a guy like Sam Lovell or, like, just a bunch of, or they just don't surf anymore. Like, or like, you know, like DK, or a lot of the guys from the Echo Beach, like those guys are like, or Gothard, like all those guys like kind of bailed, you know? So you yeah. don't really see them as much. Yeah. But they would come back to town and especially for me when I once I was like on my little thing and I'd be like, peacocking and like, and then they're like, what's up, you little shit? Like, yeah. oh, punker pal, like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, hey, what's up, who are you? Yeah. Like, I'm John Gothard, dude, that's who I am. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. okay. And then he like, Flip me over on my board, and I'm like, okay, this guy's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was back that's like, that that was the pecking order back then. It yeah. was like when you're a kid, it's like you're out there every day because you don't have anything else to do. Yeah. And you get somebody, it's like I don't, I'm here every day. I haven't seen you. Yeah. Like maybe show up every once in a while, but those are the gnarlies. You yeah, know? that's like yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of crazy because Newport, you know, like we were saying, there's so many guys that made a name for themselves at Newport. You know, yeah. Jeff Parker and John Gothard mm-hmm. and DK you know, and Wooly. I mean, even yeah. after surf and in surf, I mean, just the the industry. Yeah. A lot of a lot of our industry has come out from you know Huntington, Newport. Yeah, I mean, it just is like historically. I mean, like Hurley's as far as like for photo, HD. like it's like really photogenic. It's really close to the beach. It's like 
like a high impact quick wave and yeah. so like even like Mike Moyer I'll feel like to shoot there like photographers yeah, like hollow. to shoot there because it's really hollow yeah and like really beautiful and whatever however the studio Lighting. 5-4 you know yeah. and so but then up the hill is a great place to have a business because it's actually like you can go surf at lunch and then they're not as many anymore but there used to be just tons of people making things yeah. like the makers like production and all this yeah. different stuff it's like that was there so it's super close and easy and and yeah. so I, that was kind of like yeah just the hub of everything i mean even down here you think about like you know i moved south and so we're down capo like people who have businesses in san Quentin, it's, it's harder to go surf at lunch like yeah. where the business park is way further away from where the breaks are if you're gonna go surf and you want to go surf a good way you're gonna have to go get an electric bike or whatever it's just a lot longer process like in newport you can be costa mesa be down to the beach in 10 minutes in the water surf for 30 be back to work and you know a round trip an hour like and have your like minute king sandwich and like it's epic like that's it's good it's a good zone so going back to you surfing after you rode that rock and fig board what what did you progress to and where did you start like you know we talked to people about oh yeah we start blackies and you make your way up the jetties and then Oh, dude, yeah, it was funny because, like, you, know, you started Blackies and you make your way to 34th. And that was, like, that was, like, a really pure time for me in surfing and with just my friends that I kind of grew up with and, like, Joe Alani, um, Grant Gorman, and we used to, like, I mean, Daddy Hine and some of these other older guys that were, like, you know, along the block, my brother. And, you know, we had, the, you know, a pretty solid group of, of people, like, right there. And it was kind of before sponsorship almost. And then all of a sudden it was, like, Pirate Surf was sponsoring people, and it was like, oh, well, you're getting sponsored by Pirate Surf. Yeah, cool. cool. And then it was like, yeah. but then and then it was like Quicksilver is looking at this, and then Volcom or whatever. And then so I think once like it was funny. I mean, there's a cool side of it, and there's like a really like ruining part of it too. Like the sponsorship thing ruins a lot because what happens is like, okay, then your friends are jealous, and it just kind of creates this whole new dynamic. That's yeah, just a reality dynamic, but it's also just kind of weird because then it's like you're kind of like it, almost getting pulled away from your friends, and and then it becomes much more competitive. It's like okay. Now I remember, like we had all kind of a job almost, like yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like that's yeah, like you're getting more. I don't know, it just gets weird. Like you that's know? kind of like an aspirational milestone, right? Yeah. Like when you're because you you want to outdo your friends. Yeah. First of all, that's right? A, you want to surf better every, than your friends. Exactly, every yeah. session, did you see that turn? Who'd have the best turn? Like, yeah, it was all one up in each other. And to yeah. get that coveted sticker on your board and have some team manager you know, whoever it is, give you validation yeah. of, of saying, Huge. hey, punker, you're kind of ripping, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. I mean, so... Who was your first to rewind, sponsor? So, like, the funny... So, what happened was, this is what happened, too. So, like, Grant Gorman was my best, one of my best friends, like, Joe and Grant Gorman, and then his older brother, Matt Gorman, was, like, a really good surfer and was, like, a little ahead of us in the game. And so, like, 54th was, like, the next, like, Everest to go, like, conquer. That's where the pros go and hang out. That's where the pros are. And that's where it's, like, bigger. And, like, you know, especially in the summer, it's, like, yeah, way more legit. They used to, I mean, I think the ways used to be better. Maybe it's just um, smaller. Yeah, we 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 talk about about that all the time. Yeah, it's, like, but that was, like, the next big leap. And, And so I remember, like, there was some drama at the house where we all kept our surfboards. The mom, like, I'm sure... I don't know. There's, it's up for debate. I mean, I used to be a little shit for sure, but I don't think it was my fault. But like, some things happen. Next thing you know, like the mom's like throwing all the stuff at me. Like, you're out of here. You're out of here. You're, you can't leave your stuff here anymore. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. I'm going up to 54. This is my time. I'm going up there, dude. Like, this is. And I was like, ruined my bike. I'm like, you know, we used to ride our bikes every day to the beach. And this was when I was like 12. So we yeah. even starting at like 10, I think I'd ride my bike from the heights down to the beach. 
all the time before school even and so i'm like get on my bike i'm on my schwinn i'm like oh, i'm going to 54 fuck it let's go boom <laughs> i ride up to 54 i'm like all right i'm solo like 54 and then i just got kicked out of the house of the groms i'm like all right i guess on the big boy field and so i'm like started surfing out there like matt gorman kind of like took me under his wing a little bit and kind of got to know a couple people and then like shortly thereafter you know i was 12 years old and like um like i remember troy eckert like paddled up to me he had like crazy hair it was like I'm like purple, weird, crazy hair. And he's like, what's up, man? What's your name? And I'm like, Pat. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, he's all, yeah, all right. Like, like, I don't know if he was like, yeah, you gotta come, you gotta come by like Volcom sometime. We're up the hill or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right, whatever. And then at that same time though, like my brother's friends, uh, Kylie Hart and Jack Shimko got sponsored by Volcom and they're skaters. They're like really good skaters. And they're like the little shits. Like, like dude, they were the worst. Like, <laughs> and you know, they used to beat the crap out of me, but they're like, oh, you know, like, and, and so these guys got, so I'm like, I knew what Volcom was and I knew it was like cool. And, and so, and it was when it was pretty much just started, you know, like very early. Um, like, I don't know if it was the first year or whatever it was, I think it was 91, 92 or something. And so, or, so we, um, so I remember, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I was, oh, and then I, and then like a little bit later, like what it was a couple of days later. So, I was, so he, he said, come by and check yeah, us like, out. Yeah, come by, yeah, come yeah. by. Just, not just, really like, like, hey. Not like you're sponsored, but yeah. like, yeah, hey, come by and check out the thing. Come, 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 come got a sticker. Like, right, maybe, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever, I didn't really think, you know, I didn't even really think more about it. But then I was up at, uh, I was up at uh, uh, Rob Edelhauser. So at the time, Rob Edelhauser was like this like big, like cool dude in Newport. He had this sick house like up on the Heights, had a kind of a legit half pipe. Like it was like bigger than a mini ramp. It was like kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a 10 footer and in his yard and his, his parents, I, I think his dad like owned Catalina Flyer or something. And, and so whatever, there's like a big skate jam going on. And I was over there skating because I used to skate all the time. So I'd skate everywhere and and were so, you, were you good at skateboarding too? I was. Oh, I was good. I mean, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I was okay. I was just, just good enough not to around. kill yourself and yeah. break your legs. And, and I'd charge them. Yeah, and I'd charge them like skate the ramp. You know, I'd be like, we're not scared to like drop in and skate and like do grinds and stuff. So Troy saw me there. He's like, "What's up, dude? No way, bro. You gotta come by. Come, come over. Like, jump in. Like, he like threw me in his car. Like, come over. Like, come to Volcom. I'll get you some stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So then he like whatever laced me up with gear and da 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 sponsored. So I was like, all right, I'm sponsored. All right, yeah. Cool. And, yeah. And what was it like? They have like board shorts at that time and everything. Or yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it was like it was like leather. It was like the it was like the killer. Like I think I have them in here somewhere. Snake, but like snakeskin snake waistband. Yeah, yeah. Waistband, like really cool. Um, like here's one of the old shirts. Like here's one of like the first shirts that even like I had. But everything was like way too big for me too. You know what I mean? So it was like it was like. Oh man, was, I remember that guy. And it's funny. This is like made. Boracho. It's a marina. It's just a marina. Like look at like, the tag. Is yeah. Even, like not. Yeah. It's even, not even like <laughs> screen printed. It's and, just a off the shelf blank. Yeah. And so so that was it. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Like they had a mini ramp in the office. Like you walk in, and it was a mini ramp. And then the offices were like surrounding the mini ramp, and the warehouse was like to the left. Yeah. And it was really cool. I mean, Matt Patterson and all the guys were awesome. Wooly and the Tucker. Whole crew. So yeah, Tucker. was just like, all right, man, cool, boom. And then um. And then I was hanging out down at 54. That was my new spot. It was like Screwy Louie was on the beach and, you know, Ghetto and and there's just a whole were you cast of characters. Were you telling your like, other, other Groms down at 34th, like, come up? Or were you just like, screw them, I'm, I've got, got my new new click? No, yeah, like, I think Joe and Lonnie kind of started coming up. And then I, I kind of found and stumbled into a new group, though, too, because then it was like Matt Murphy and Keith Granger and like there's a whole that whole yeah. crew of kids that I mean like now are isn't that like weird faded, like nowhere to isn't be it seen, weird but... to think that you know it's like a mile away right yeah. but it's like a whole world 
when you're oh, that when you're that age world. when you're that yeah. age you're like holy shit I'm into this next realm yeah. it's a whole other world with a you know but like every day you go down there in the morning and there's at least a photographer you know yeah. oh, for sure on, in the yeah. water on the jetty or yeah. beach whatever then, and there's sure. a there's a pro or two yeah. and not just Newport but like I mean Huntington guys were coming down there we. Around that time, we were on Quicksilver, and they they run their Tuesday yeah. night, Tuesday yeah. workouts. It was yeah. sick all and, summer long. Yeah, yeah and so we, cool. we were down there like I mean I post up like a couple days a week down there. I was like, dude, I'm I'm coming down here more often. Yeah. you know, just yeah from surfing Huntington for a few years as a Grom, and then coming in again. That's a whole nother world away. Is like yeah. So who? So so I, yeah, I kind of like bailed that whole scene almost. I was just like, all right, I'm I'm got I found my thing. I'm doing this. Boom. So I got up there and I had this new group of kids. But then it was like. I was just with, with older people, you know, but we did have like Makai McKenna and Andreas Exakarakis, um, who's like older than me that were sponsored by Volcom as well. So there was like a group and, and I was going to like Bully's house right there and then, you know, going to um, uh, like Scott Terrio and those guys at a house and then I smoked weed for my first time. I was like 12 years old and like, you know, smoking weed That's for my young, first huh? time. Oh yeah. And then like, and I was like small for my age too. And there's like the chicks or all these chicks like. They had the right party there. scene. There's like Charity, I don't know, like you remember her? There's a whole girl, that, so it was a whole scene, dude. It was like, whoa, and I was just drawn, and they just like, they just, you know, brought me in, and I was like the token, like, wild kid. And, yeah. then, and then like, we were at, one day we were at Wooly's house, and it was like, I think Wooly and Giddo lived there, and I can't remember, Cunningham maybe, or somebody like, but we were in there, and then we were watching the Sex Pistols movie, and then my brother started like, there's like this scene where there's like, I don't know, just like a punk rock show and they're like strangling each other and like dancing and like I think it was my brother and me like strangling me like you know he's really strangling me like to probably kill me and and then they're like and I probably deserved it somehow and and that's when they're like oh dude punker Pat that's your name bro you're punker Pat because <laughs> you guys were rocking out this yeah, sex pistol movie I was a little stuff. punk kid I was yeah. always like you know just popping off and just causing trouble and so like Punker Pat, and then like I think it was like that same day, and they were like, "Phil, we filmed, we're filming a library ride during that time too." And like, and then like they duct tape me to a pole with Makai. I think it was Makai. I was with, and they're like duct tape me to a pole, and they're you know they're just like all sorts of torture. <laughs> the, yeah. kid, the kid torture back in the day, yeah, was insane. Oh, we we'd have that in front of Chuck Dent, this guy Paul Evans, who was like oh, just the bully. He yeah, he was just a big pit bull like red bully. hair. He was like a sales rep, so he was like just. Just a man, yeah. You know? yeah. But, he, but like he just tortured all of us, yeah. And we got duct taped and freaking yeah. assaulted, <laughs> or you'd be at the beach trying to change and so, oh, rip your yeah. towel off. Oh, yeah, like, so like, that was the day you were anointed the punker pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of rad. Yeah, yeah. It was to fun. finally hear that story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then that time, then, then and then like right then like they gave me like a double page spread at Beach Happy, you know, like oh my and, like, god, I was, like, double page spread. I was like, I could, I mean, really like in. How bum was Uncle Tito, though? Oh, yeah. Everyone was... I mean, yeah. I mean, it was... It kind of... It was weird, you know? It was a weird time because it's funny, too. Like, we're talking about our friends and stuff like that. So, I'm getting all this attention. And it's like, well, okay. Like... But I kind of had, like... That was kind of my jam, too. I kind of loved it. You know? I was this punky kid. And and I kind of, like... My parents weren't involved and didn't have any idea what was going on, you know? I was just like... I found my world, you know? I'm all in it. Yeah. And and then, yeah. So, I got this double page spread. And then then the Volta video came Sorry to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. 12 years old... Yeah. You're getting free, you know, clothing, writing for the coolest fucking brand that's out there. Yeah. I mean, the coolest brand that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Living in the heart of, part of the heart of our industry, right? Yeah. And living the, 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 the punker pat life right there. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it, it goes to show, I'm sure you had a bunch of buddies that were super jealous, but it's like, it just, 
it's not just hey you rip it's like dude it's you know personality and it's being able to hang and be cool you know yeah. like yeah. even though you were a yeah. little shit like but but the, they embrace twelve that. years old yeah, though, you know like, like you were part of the you were part of the inner circle with the crew yeah. yeah and I mean and that's that's what leads to a double page spread and beach happy and that you know it's like and, and honestly being, being how there. long <laughs> like think of think of all the people that that's happened to. Not very many people. <laughs> At that age, it was funny. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, I think it was some of the first time, you know what I mean? And it was really funny because, I mean, obviously that continued on, that whole thing and like digging, like leaning into it even more and those guys really like supporting and like getting behind it but it was you were like, growing it was big weird. time with the brand too at yeah. the same time it was weird because it did like it was just funny because I mean like even at the same time it's like we had parents friends who'd be like telling my parents like dude that brand is like really bad like you don't understand like this you is going on establishment there. bunch of punks <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and then my brother was there one time and they this chick let him use their car and they were like I don't know they're high or they're doing but then they got in a huge car accident out front and there's a whole weird thing with that but then it was like kind of that kind of got brushed under and then it was like a trip because yeah like, it was super disruptive and you know the culture of it was also sort of like whoa that looks kind of gnarly like yeah. the parties were gnarly or like you know all that stuff was happening but at the same time I was always like no this is like my calling this is what I'm doing I love it like this is and it was cool and my parents gave me the freedom to kind of like live that and do that and which is, you know, and I don't know if I do the same thing for my kids because yeah. I know better, but I mean, I got to, I got to learn a it's lot. It's a different through that generation whole, now. Yeah, so learn a lot through that process. Like, it was, yeah, and and those guys, I mean, they were partying and they were having a good time, and you're probably, you know, seeing and and, you know, a lot more than you should have at that yeah. age. But they weren't forcing you to do anything. They're, they, oh, you know, no, like yeah. it was a brotherhood. That's what yeah, I, yeah. we always talk about. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're. You're part of this, but what you see here stays here, and and sometimes not. And you know they didn't give a, they didn't it, give a shit. It they sucks. Were it sucks because you know that's life, and and <laughs> I wouldn't trade that for anything else. You know, no, what I mean? dude, totally. I mean, that's the educational process. Yeah. learning and learning is the old like the experience. Life experience is the ultimate it's, education. Like, yeah. no matter what you do, you go to school, do whatever. You don't learn shit until you're in the real world and you're having real your real world experiences and. Yeah, and like navigating, you know, yeah. all this other shit's fake, really, besides yeah. like relationships and, and learning and growing as a person, you know, everything yeah. else is kind I of mean, fabricated, it, you know? It's For unfortunate, sure. you know, like drugs, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Everyone goes through that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, in, in different circles, you know, in different circumstances, and, you know, sometimes it takes people down and sometimes it doesn't, you know, and in your case, it, it, it didn't take you down. It took me down at one point. <laughs> no, it took me down hard at one point, but at the same time, it was, that was later right. on and like, it was, um, but during those younger years, yeah, it was just so fun. I yeah. mean, it was such a fun, carefree time and then like, dude, all of a sudden it's like, you're going on a trip to France. You're going on a trip to Indo. You're like, I was like, dude, I mean, like, it was incredible. Yeah. So back for my level of surfing, I mean, I don't think I became a a legitimately like good to very good server until much later you know I mean like I think I was an average like decent surfer I mean I surfed the NSSA is like yeah, I get so smoked I mean like I had nobody down there I didn't have my coach dads or anybody down there yeah. but I, mean, I don't think I was surfing on the level of a lot of the kids that were did you have the drive half did the you? amount of attention that I did right yeah. but I mean, a lot of that's like drive I mean if yeah. you're if you're not like I'm I'm want to show up and I want to win and I'm going to yeah. do whatever it takes like you know if you're just showing up because that's what we we did you know like oh we're yeah, yeah. All, if you if you surf good, you're gonna go do all the contests with your friends and go have like a you know. That's what it was for me. I mean, I never had any like my parents and like 
you know, my brother, like, I don't know, just, I grew up in a really competitive environment, like crazy. And that's what turned me off to like golf or other sports that are more traditional is because I just did not like that competitive aspect. Not that I don't have competitive drive within me, but I think at the same time, especially for surfing was like such a like sacred thing. It's more of a religion for me or or a a spiritual practice for me than it is like a competitive thing. So I think even from very early on, that was never my motivation. That was like, it was though. I mean, like going to the contest, it was just like, getting dropped off and it's like, all right, hang with the boys or I take the bus up. I mean, I started, I became friends with like so many cool kids from along the coast, like from Brian Conley. Like I remember going to the first ever like place where we knew a kid that worked in and was Dairy Queen. We got to go behind the counter. We freaking ate ice cream with our fingers out of the tubs and doing all that to like yeah. going up and hanging out with Taylor Evans and, and, and Ben, um, uh, Ben Will. Um, no, yeah, and, uh, 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 Carl, no. Uh, what am I spacing? Uh, ben Knight, Benny Knight, Knight. No, yeah, and like Knight. that Flying whole group, and like and like that whole group. Like that's where I, I mean, I lost my virginity with those guys. You know what I mean? I would, never, I would have never lost my virginity. It wasn't for you know, you no, see? those. And this, is, and this is what's insane about like surfing, and surfing, and the culture and stuff is you know. Did you remember a heat you won or a contest or a final? No, but I remember meeting these guys in other towns yeah. and you get to go travel to these, again, your little bubble where, you know, talked about 34th to 54th and this yeah. and going to Huntington. And then all of a sudden now you're friends with up and down the coast. I'll be like, dude, I'm surfing with Karen Horn and Josh Mulcoy and Homer yeah. Hinard and, and Omar and all these guys up in Santa Cruz, like the best guys there, you know, yeah. and then yeah. you got the best guys in each town all the way from San Diego to Santa Cruz. And you're like, so these go, are my boys. Yeah, go back. Insane. And then it goes global. And then you're like, oh man, yeah. I got all these friends over here and you know, Hawaii, go back, France. Go back to to getting sponsored by Volcom. What boards were you riding? Oh man, it was funny. Like I went through so many boards, like it's it's crazy. Like when I at one point like I think Richie kind of like got me a couple boards at one point, but Richie was so gnarly, it was like contra days and he was just <laughs> such a tyrant and he just was like you're an idiot. You don't know what you want. And I was like, all right, man, this guy's too intense for me. Like, I, yeah, I, knew, like, I know what's going to work for yeah. you. Yeah. I got like one board, but it was kind of, I think that was even before maybe sponsored days. But then, I mean, Roger Baltiero was my first shaper. And wow. like, I still do stuff with him now. And he's an amazing guy. He's like that. I mean, you should have him on the podcast. He's one of the best. For sure. He's, I mean, he's charges, dude. That guy charges so hard. Porto, right? still charges. Yeah, yeah. He's a badass. Like, I met him at uh, Bud Lama's shop. Oh, he's yeah. a freaking awesome guy. And then, um, after Roger, and like Cordell Miller made me tons of words and over the years for Cordy's amazing. I love Cordy. Um, trying to think of who else. Like uh, you know, and then I like got like these weird like Hawaiian sponsor things. Like it's full circle. Like I think it was TNC. Was Joe McNulty was giving me boards from TNC? You're kidding and then me. Joel, I mean Joe McNulty lives in my neighborhood as a kid, the same age as my son. So we're like on, hanging out all the time. We they're on the same baseball team and everything is super random. I rode like. Um, HIC boards, which was insane because Andy was on the program at the time too. So it was like getting our cowas and all that stuff, which was incredible. I think I won't buy I'm running for a bunch of Hawaiian boards. It's so funny because then I had like. Because um, there's so I, many they, good shapers within that Southern California like zone. Yeah, but then also, but at that time, like my favorite surfers were Bruce and Andy, and like that's who I hung out with, like yeah. traveling, and I was always like, you know, admired those guys so much. And, and so, you know, I remember like Local Motion, I got some boards from them. and um, But then, uh, and then, oh, yeah, Spider. I mean, I was on Spider for a long time. No way. Yeah. For Jarvis? Yeah, dude. That was, like, one of the coolest teams, too. At one point there, his team was so sick. It was, yeah. like, so Benji, Conan Hayes. Um, Greg. Like, Ross. Tom Curran. Like, yeah, Tom. Ross. Like, yeah, Greg. Like, all these, like, freaking awesome guys. Um, ben Bourgeois. I don't know. There was, like, it was like, an yeah, insane dude. team. Yeah, like, yeah. 
and uh, and that was cool. So I, and I got a lot of great boards from him. And yeah, I don't know. So so your amateur like career wasn't really notable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, a nice it, way to put it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, um, yeah, no, <laughs> well, it's, it's, no. I mean, I the best I ever did was I made like a quarterfinals at like nationals or something like that. But you, but know, you like, did, yeah. you did them. Yeah, I did. But them. you weren't like, like super competitive surfer. No, yeah, you, I mean, you I were did, like I went to the things, you know. Dude, he was getting jet setted around the world with Volcom. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, I think too, like it was weird. I mean, like even the way like they looked at me because I don't think I don't know. I don't think any other people even rode for Volcom. Maybe they were doing SSAs for a while. But it was like I think they looked at me like what is the deal with this kid? Like, this is so weird. You That's kind of like, what I wanted. weird. Like, and I, my parents weren't there ever. Like, I was just down there and I was just like, kind of a little shit and like, you know, so I think they are like, and... Because like, you, this is yeah. an interesting uh, take on, on surf Grom, sponsored Grom. Yeah. Because your path was totally different from anybody that we've talked to. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you, you were more of like, a face for the brand. Yeah. You know, a face and personality rather than, oh, up and coming ripper. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I, sure. I think brands back then kind of had like all of that covered. They had the contest guys. They had the, you know, the local pros. They had the tour guys, but they needed like, and I know Quicksilver, you know, which, you know, Volcom was, you know, taking a page out of their book, which was, you know, have the best. Or the coolest kids in each town, in you each know, town. and not necessarily, you know, the guy winning all the contests, although they did eventually, like you said, had a bunch of kids at the end of SSAs as they grew. But, yeah. you know, yeah. how much influence like this guy had and just yeah. all of his, all the school hanging on the beach. And like, I'm not saying which you, drives, yeah. which drives product. Yeah. Back Your to, surfing yeah. is, is great, but it was yeah. more of like, you know, it was punker pat. Yeah, it was the other stuff. And it was like, you know. For whatever reason, too, I mean, and I, I don't know if it's true anymore. I don't know what the surf industry is doing, but like, <laughs> <laughs> there is a surf industry. But it's like, you know, especially during that time and how big those brands were becoming, but how important Orange County was. How important and within that, like, it was really to a win Newport, in Orange Newport, County. Newport, yeah. Costa Mesa was it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was where, like, Surfside, no. the most, like, big, like, driver shop, and then, like, Jack's and all that. And, like, and the socioeconomic factor, like, with the you know, affluence that happens in, yeah. in Newport and that was where the ways were and that was like kind of where everything permeated from for whatever reason. So that was like, you know, yeah. if, if you won in Orange County or at least held your own, then it was yeah. just a snowball effect, you know, out, yeah. out from there, you know, yeah. but you had to, you had to win and prove yourselves locally and it was, yeah. a, it was a doggy dog fight between yeah. all the brands. Yeah. Well, going, going back to you and your relationship with Volcom, it's like, you know, Volcom was not a, a chalk brand. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they didn't care about who if you're on the on Sunday finals day. Yeah. You know, they don't they didn't that wasn't what they're trying to portray and that 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 wasn't their demographic or who they were targeting. They were just trying to, hey, we got cool people on our team that that rip and have a different like outlook on what lifestyle is yeah i remember like when the big thing was it was like oh we're gonna sponsor like a gnarly guy and i was like whoa and it was like kind of under wraps they weren't even talking about it and i was like and then like okay dude this is who we're sponsoring it was gavin beshin and that was like the big like <laughs> new guy i'm like oh all right yeah sick dude like gavin's amazing like but it was like that was the mentality it wasn't shane beshin it's gavin beshin yeah right like that was the the strategy and like the the vibe I and mean, we had such a cool group of interesting people you know like Barney and 
and uh, yeah, like the Gavins and um, you know, obviously Bruce. So that was later on, and it was like, oh my god, yeah, like he just like changed the game completely. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, because he was that you yeah. know marquee surfer player mm-hmm. guy that just like Barney. No, Bruce. Oh, like, Bruce. Bruce. Oh, yeah. You know, Barney was was phenomenal in his own his own. Way. He was like a yeah. character. Yeah, but yeah. like when. Bruce was going to go sign this big deal, and he had, you know, Volcom wasn't the big brand at no. the time. Yeah, you know, they had yeah. to they had to le- leverage, you know, to like pull that off. Yeah, he was the and it, the guy. I mean, that was well, so. What was your first uh, huge surf trip out of the country? Oh man, I mean, I'm Mexico, and you know, with friends, or, parents, yeah. like did they? Oh, oh like parents, you, like Costa Rica, yeah. Hawaii, you know. And you're like, we're well, bringing a board. Yeah. Let's go somewhere yeah. I can surf. Yeah, yeah, and then and then like, <laughs> but really, like after like a certain age, like twelve or thirteen, that I never traveled ever with my parents. It was always with Volcom. <laughs> like every Christmas, I'd go to Hawaii. It was like right when Christmas break would start, I go to Hawaii that whole time. Yeah. Like literally, like, it was like the night of Christmas. Like I'd go, you know, yeah. we, because we do like a Christmas Eve and a Christmas morning. Then I'd be like, we want to fly to Hawaii. Literally, I'm like showing up. You know, I used to stay at the Parker's house, you know, and then it was like once I got past like 14, and then it was like stay at the Volcom house, you know. So then I was staying with all the boys, and it was. Did they have the pipe house then? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, it wasn't the pipe house. No, no, it was first. First houses were like Rocky Point, yeah. you know, and then there's like Rocky Point. And I there's some classic photos. There's like Eric Diaz and Andy. There's a photo like was in Surfing Magazine of them like writing on my face and like blowing hits into my. <laughs> I mean, like they were <laughs> abusing me, dude. That was where I got some solid mileage put on me I mean, but I was tough because I had gone through it with my brother and his friends like they used to beat the shit yeah. out of me so I was like okay I was pretty hard and I could take a beating so but those guys like would definitely put the hammer down like yeah and, and, and you, then you couldn't really do much about it you're just kind of like you, either you sack up and toughen up and, and roll with the punches or you're just tail between the legs and you're not coming back well it's yeah. funny because I think that's kind of a, a, a way of showing you that they like you too yeah right? yeah totally you're a drama yeah you're always in the truck, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to, like, if you're bitching out, then you're, in whatever, crying, you're not going to get, like, in the back of the truck to go surf. You're gonna, and, and, <laughs> I mean, 14 years old to go to Hawaii by yourself, no parents. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, like, when you. No cell phones. No, like. Nothing. And no, like. I'll call yeah. you. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll 1-800 so collect, call yeah. you. You're, you're, like, there for a month, right? Yeah. I mean, you did it, Lar. You, you got to do that kind of stuff, but. Like, are you kidding me? You, yeah. you were on your own fucking fending for yourself, like, Top Ramen and Rice yeah. and fucking Spamissabees and <laughs> charging crazy. big waves. It was crazy, yeah. It was crazy, yeah, because well, yeah, even then, too, though, I was like... Yeah, what, what, were you borrowing boards? You, what did you bring over there the yeah, first I'd bring time? boards or I'd borrow boards, like, you know, but it's like there's no excuses, like, pat, you're paddling out. That's the coolest thing, too, because, like, you know, I think it's the nice, like, part of surfing in general, especially back then, it's, like, such a, like like the brotherhood or like the older guys taking you under their wing and you get that lucky opportunity to like be shepherded out to like okay you're gonna go surf sunset it looks and you're just like watching on the beach like what yeah. where do I go <laughs> what do I do like, and then so you go surf these waves and you just couldn't fathom surfing before you know and pipe or wherever you get to go out with guys who are experienced that are like you know looking after you but you're also like pushing you like out of your comfort zone and you're like and then you realize oh i can do this like that's cool like so yeah it wasn't until years later they're like they're making me go on every closeout like yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> so you're california native you, you grew up on the beaches of newport yeah and newport gets big i don't know if you surf wedge yeah. or the point or the yeah, point but yeah. those waves 
with sand bottom, right? Yeah. And it's nowhere near what you have to face at places on the North Shore. You know? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't compare the biggest wave here to the biggest wave there. Yeah. And, like, for, for me, who has never gotten the big wave bug, like, how does that happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a... Uh, it's yeah. being 14 getting thrown out there <laughs> yeah. without any choice. It's a choice, I know. Yeah, that's the one thing for sure. I mean, now that it's a choice, it's like, I mean, I, when I go to Hawaii, I mean, I like to surf some bigger waves, and I'm not even, like, the guy who's trying to go surf Waimea or, like, get get wild like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like to go surf pipe when it's good or fun and, like, yeah. whatever, something like sunset or whatever, but I'm not the guy who's, like... I mean, now big waves... Now it's like there's a different definition definition of big wave surfing, you know? Like, yeah. that's changed, like... It used to be oh, like a sunset was big wave surfing. charged when it was like, dude. <laughs> then you're like, yeah, you don't surf. Yeah, you, like there's. I mean, I was out at watching Kai surf at Jaws, and it's like there's girls out there. Yeah, like, yeah. like girls are out there surfing like big piahi. The days are running the WSL yeah. event like after the contest. I was sitting there on the ski, and like Victor Lovis is like, dude, like you're gonna get a wave or what? Let's get a wave. And I was like, like. Right. Like, like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm not like pro surfer anymore, guy, or like anything. But like, I'm like, all right, I should do it, dude. Like, there's girls here, I can do it, whatever. I'm like, right when I'm trying to like nut up and get myself into it, like, there's a Tom Lowe is like paddling out, and he's like, oh, I just got so flogged, I thought I was almost dying in there. I pulled my vest. I'm just like. I'm over it. Fucking out of it. I'm no, I'm no. smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you got, like, you got that gut feeling of like. You know, especially after you've learned over over the years, like, you know, you got no one to say no, you know? Have yeah, you ever like, done Jaws? No, dude, no. Fuck. No, I've never done any of that stuff. No. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, no. And, and that's where you were. You're in the water. I was in the water at Jaws, like, around jet skis, though, and, like, watching Kai surf, and it was like, and then it was like, Victor's like, come on, like, dude, like, you should go get a wave, like, do it, like, you know, now's the time. And I'm like, dude, I never even said I want to get a wave, dude. Want to kill me? My lead. My lead. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was funny, but but yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you got you had the peer pressure, you know. Yeah. Every everybody was like, you know, you're charging because you you had to, and yeah. if you if you're an ink, you know, a little inkling of like wanting to be a pro surfer, like if the word <laughs> got back that you didn't paddle out at pipe yeah. or sunset or some, you're you're, you're not kind of, you're you're yeah. you're, you're, you're off the off. team, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You're like not. yeah, and I don't think I was worried about that, like you know, for me personally, but it was just like. That was like the culture was like, like yeah, just culturally, you don't want to be a pussy. Like that's kind yeah. of yeah. Quicksilver Flatouts like, told yeah, us all, like, all yeah, our grounds. Yeah, like yeah, they're like, dude, dude, if you, you know, yeah. we don't if expect you to go surf like third reef pipe, but like if, if you can't rock, you need to go out there and like yeah. charge. Yeah, and it's like, and it's less about even like the sponsor. It's just like, dude, you got like whatever Ty Van Dyke, you got you know Kyborg, you know like all these gnarly heavies yeah. in there, and they're not, and you're like, and there's like, yeah, you're not gonna be. Us about it, you're like, yeah. go surf. So, the you're not to set paint fences or anything. So, like. your first trip with Volcom was to Hawaii, like, yeah, with the team, yeah, and, then yeah. they, and then you started kind of jumping on other because they were, yeah, like you said, a marketing machine. They're putting out all kinds of content and they're putting out a movie every year. And they, you yeah. know, they did other trips, yeah, other trips like Mexico, we go to uh, like, yeah, Mexico, Costa Rica, we go to like um, Panama. Do we do Panama? We did, I've done Panama, but not with them, but then we did like. France, we do France every year became a thing, and that was so fun. And then because what, what better place to be in yeah. the freaking summer yeah. when the contest they oh, had their, their the, triple crown over there, and it was just the best, epic, best that beach was, days 
Ever. Yeah, I'm going to go with my family next year. We're super psyched. But, like, that place is, is really special. And it's just, like, especially in fall and, you know, those nice days. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Fiji, you know, I do Fiji and all that stuff. So, yeah, I was really lucky to be able to go on all those trips and, like, experience that. It's pretty special. So, yeah. yeah. you mentioned earlier you, you got a duct tape and saran or yeah, duct tape duct on tape the, the pole. And that was your first magazine coverage no that was no that was that was in the a library a library ride there's like a sequence we show like and it's like pat artukovic is like in the shot too like you can see him in the background like and a couple of the guys but it was yeah it was that whole group just duct tape duct taping us the pole you know like getting the ground beatings like i just saw him yesterday oh classic nice yeah Yeah. at at, uh spider nice how funny yeah so 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 volcom was king of the stickers yeah. You know, what was, was your job oh, yeah. like to go, te- like, come <laughs> oh, pick up a batch of stickers really? every week and, and your job is to step, slap stickers <laughs> everywhere? Yeah, that was such a thing, huh? Like, during that time, I mean, yeah, we were stickering signs all over the place. Like, yeah. and then, like, but then, yeah, there's an, an army of people doing that for sure. I mean, yeah. I definitely would be slapping stickers on all sorts of shit. And, like, I mean, that was, a, I mean, really, dude, I mean, the Volcom thing, yeah. like, outside of I mean like was bigger than my family almost and like my school or anything it was like all consuming you know it was like yeah. a whole like cult you know, like that thing I mean I have like like when I'm in school I have like drawings of like just Volcom dude. shit you know oh, what yeah. I mean like that was like all that I thought about it was like ah uh, yeah were, like, you, were you hanging up at the offices a lot since oh, yeah. you're right there you're like dude, just after day. school go surf there or if it waves suck you just go chill and skate and every hang day. out yeah, yeah it was like you know that was our 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 uh, route, you know, like we had my buddies would be like, okay, yeah, surf or skate or whatever, but like we were on bikes and like, it never, and if the waves were bad, we'd go skate. And there was like, I was talking to someone yesterday about it, the scrum, and I was like, oh man, there was like Volcom, Fester, um, there was uh, Acme had a skate ramp. There's a bunch of like, just tons of, and Black Flies, and like I was sponsored by Black Flies too, which is wild. What? And then, and then, and when there was fire, bro. Yeah, oh, dude, I was, like, in the mix big time with those guys, like, and, like, they, um, but, you know, there's all these cool skate ramps, so it's, like, insane. We go skate all these different parks and just bop around and, like, you know, get free Be shit. Be a kid again, yeah. huh? Just yeah, so oh, much fun. How long was your run Killing with Volcom? 13 years, I Holy think. Yeah. shit. Yeah, 13 years. So then. So you were there when Logan was part of it, too. Logan Doolian. No, he, oh yeah, when he's a grom, yeah, 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 he was like same age as me, yeah, yeah. like or like or he's two years older, like Chad, Chad's age, but like yeah, that was kind of like that group it was like my brother and Logan and Andreas and was Uncle Kai Tito on the Vulcan program yeah. too? Yeah, and then there was like yeah, there's a whole crew. I mean, it was kind of like like did <sighs> did he make was, you ask them to put him on? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no it was, you heard it here first. Yeah, they were lacing up a bunch of people. Like you know, they were on the cover of the the ground troops, you know. So it yeah. was like a whole um, yeah, they were just dialing people in man get like the hats on heads and get them rocking the gear was, yeah yeah so what was your first i was gonna ask you what your first magazine coverage was yeah it was yeah it was like the beach happy double page spread but then it was like alibaba like we go up there that was like a part of the whole thing is like you go by beach happy is right next to wahoo's fish tacos which is like the coolest place ever yeah and so yeah i get like coverage in beach happy all the time and then like yeah, yeah, then check like, the shots what yeah. do you got like 
because it was all on film yeah, back then. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, go a little loop, you know, and then but then it was like you know it really came from like shooting photos too. Those because like Mike Moore, Mike Moyer was the guy, and so I was shooting with Mike Moyer all the time, and so we started getting some stuff in like surfing and Surfer Magazine. I can't remember which one he worked for, but then it was like you know so I was getting like yeah. stuff, and then even getting ads like Surfing Magazine ads, like it was crazy. And then we that was when we were doing travels too, and I kind of like ended up pulling um, through through like. Uh, some friends like uh, we uh, uh, Tom Carey like became a buddy of mine and then I pulled Tom Carey in to be like the photographer for Volcom and then at that time it was when Brad Doherty had come in to be a team manager yeah. and we did a trip down to Costa Rica and then he got a bunch of shots and then Tom ended up kind of coming in the fold and being like the photographer for Volcom which was great so like I was working with him and good friends and so we do trips all the time and like yeah it was it was cool yeah, I did a couple trips with Tom. He was awesome. Yeah, he's hilarious. Because yeah. he was like a younger, like one of us, like, and he's like a you know, film guy, and he swam, and he was just like, yeah. you know, like, you know. Because, again, the gen- generation, generational gaps, like most of the photographers were older, and they were more experienced and stuff, but there was a few, like, younger guys, like Matty Thomas, another little local, yeah. you know, he's a couple years oh, older. Oh, yeah, Matty, yeah, yeah, I traveled with Matty. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know, like... You're just trying to hook up with anybody all the time. Like, yeah. where are you going? Oh, let's go here. Let's yeah. Shoot there. That's kind of like your job, right? Yeah, hustling. Is, is, yeah. Is you try to figure out where the photographer is going to be, get him, get his phone number, and have him like, hey, when it's good, you know. Yeah, dude. That was the the game, and it was like, and then you got to go politic man you gotta go go look at the loop in the you gotta go to surfing magazine or whatever go look at the photos and kiss some ass and say <laughs> yeah. did you do that yeah. oh yeah i mean like whatever that's just part of the deal when you just would go, but you just go to go yeah. see the photos you know that's where they'd be but yeah yeah i'd probably kiss some ass i'm sure but the, like, but that, on, you man, know give me the mag let's yeah. go what's up buddy in the politics like you said and, and you had to hustle and you know you had to it was a job yeah you totally know? It was but it was sport. networking and it was yeah being able to be assertive and assi- you know persistent and being able to like show up consistently yeah. and like oh this guy's on it you know like this guy's on it and the more you're on it the more chances you are going to get a shot but is your sponsor dishing out money you're going to get ads yeah, yeah. 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 Getting ads, you're a lot like, going on yeah is the politics in your favor yeah. Right? yeah yeah so so going back to volcom and how you said you were there all the time that was part of your daily routine is like you know beach skate surf volcom mm-hmm. um we got to we got we got a party. Go go spread some flyers. Yeah. Go go rally the troops. Hey, party! What I really like is that you know you had Wooly, who who's a college educated dude, mm-hmm. right? Surfer, hardcore surfer, rips, and then you had you know Tucker, surfer. I think he's educated oh, too, yeah, no, right? Yeah, yeah, he's. And then you had Eckert, who was just you know kind of a child prodigy, you know, Swiss Army knife of action sports. Right. And but they're all like cool dudes that helped, you know, even though it's like youth against establishment and party. They had an and, angle. They knew they knew exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they, you yeah. know? It's like well orchestrated for sure. Yeah. You, you guys, yeah. you in particular, yeah. probably gleaned a lot from those guys. Right. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can imagine Troy or not. You know, what did Troy like say? Hey, hey, Grom, this is you. Here's here's what you should be doing, or you know what I mean, like. Yeah, Troy was like for ten over ten years was like yeah my like guy you know he was a brought me everywhere like was like whatever like he took care of me so, yeah and we were super tight so it was cool like, yeah he, he taught me a lot and yeah it was I awesome. mean for for being a you know 
surfer, moto, fucking skater, child actor, you know, like he became a very smart marketing, you know. Oh, so yeah, so good, so clever. I mean, those guys all like together were, it was like a perfect team, right? I mean, you had, you know, like behind the scenes, obviously some incredible people too. Like we love DK and Tom McElroy and, and some of the other support. But then like within, you know, the team, yeah, like Tucker and Neil and, um, you know, uh, and then you had Mailman uh, was there during that time. Like Mailman, you had um, Remy, Remy, who was just incredible Patterson. with the whole skate team. Yeah, Matt Patterson for a period yeah. of time. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's just like the mojo was so good yeah. and like and so clever. I mean. Yeah. It was oh I mean EA Ethan Anderson who did a lot of the ads like all the cut and paste kind of ads yeah. stuff like those guys were incredible dude they're yeah and they just like built like a perfect concoction and for the time too though it really spoke to what was happening outside of just like this like lens of like action sports it was kind of like a little bit more relevant and like, yeah interesting you know they're one of the first kind of like music art you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of brands were were doing it, but they just I mean put a, put stamp, a stamp on, on yeah, it. Yeah. And 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 elevated the the whole game plan from just trade shows, their 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 trade show get-ups and having a theme, oh, you yeah. know, to having, you know, booze and stuff and hey, like this is work, but we might as well have fun and and you know, have a party at the same yeah. time and their tours like all the contests or like Crustace- movie premieres and what are they called? Crustaceous totally tour? Crustaceous yeah. tour, yeah, yeah. There's so many like things that you you know. It was the starfish up. starfish surf series. Yeah. It, was, it was on Thursdays. Yeah. It puts over to Tuesdays, and that was like in the summer. That's what yeah. happened. And so it was like, and then that sprung into being this whole series. It was insane, and yeah. like yeah, the energy was incredible. And it, and it's also like I think what happens like the interesting thing though is like that's what happens when new brands start and there's like a lot of sweat and soul in it I think yeah. and but to see how long it sustained for like as far as a lot of that energy did sustain for a really yeah. long period of time like I was yeah. like damn bro like those guys have been going hard for like years yeah. and, and, and another you know? thing that I, I I love about it is you know because it's such a cool thing it transcends the coast to yeah. like yeah, oh, yeah. Hume. oh yeah Billy Hume and fucking yeah. uh, Daniel Terry. Oh, East Coast crew. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, insane. Such cool guys. There's over there. so many cool people that are part of that brand and that yeah. helped those guys helped you, you know, mm-hmm. one was one of the like, first guys to help, you know, get it going with Punker Pat. Yeah. And then you had Billy Hume and like Daniel Terry and those guys kind of propping it up on the East Coast, you know? That's yeah, important. Yeah. So- I, I miss that old like shop connection where you, you know you you know the team would go yeah. sign and show up and hey we're going to do a little west coast signing tour and you know you're really networking with the like the shops and, and promoting the brand in each community yeah. and coming into town with the team and the rally and you know we kind of lost that like yeah. in the yeah. industry which kind of sucks and i mean logan's nap four off you know yeah. it's kind of like you know that in reckless isolation yeah. you know they did their tours and it was great to kind of see that like they did an East Coast and a West Coast and, and then just the fanfare of all the Groms showing up and, you know, like, we need that back, you know? Yeah, yeah. What they did, like, coming out of the movie and then doing the tours, it's kind of, I think, it's refreshing to see them rejuvenate that, like, you know, 
yeah. that way of like fucking yeah it's like DIY it's, I mean, yeah, it's also like, it's like you're like you're like you're like pressing flesh you know like yeah. like a lot of this digital era people are complacent so and removed just like and not dropping even... their edits and like anyone gives a fuck you're like okay cool edit bro like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean not for me at least I'm like not a grommy but I don't know what the groms think but I just feel like I'm like so sick of seeing people do the yeah. same tricks and like I don't care about your glam edit of you with all your best clips with like the, yeah. with the same hip hop music yeah it's like the, yeah. it just gets old you know like but like yeah going out and pressing flesh like making a product and then like like and then just yeah I mean that's it's, huge it's set our attention our attention span is so diminishing too right yeah. like at first we were like okay it's a minute killer I can watch it for a minute and then oh it's like 45 seconds oh yeah it better not be over 45 seconds oh yeah. I just need it to be 30 seconds yeah. oh I just need it to be one trick yeah <laughs> yeah. I know like the pressure of We're like so yeah you're only good as your last move your last result and that's kind of like last move last like last post last, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and half the posts are at wave wave machines yeah, yeah. it's wild. you know so did yeah. you did you turn pro I don't even know if there is a turning pro in serving, honestly. I don't know. If you get paid, you're a pro, in my opinion. I'm like, dude. Yeah, you got paid? Yeah, you know, I got paid from when I was like 13 or 14 years old. So, I mean, I guess I was pro. Yeah. Pro, you know, as pro. pro as it gets. So, wait, uh, you got a paycheck? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, they put you on a little, like, a salary? A salary? Yeah, and then you get photo incentive. I mean, I was getting photo incentive from day one, right? So, you're like 12. and then, yeah. But then you start getting... Yeah, yeah, you start getting paid like when you're, I don't know if I was like 14 maybe yeah. or something like that. That's pretty fucking salad. crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, I, cool. I remember sitting, Wooly and, and DK were running Quicksilver and Barry Deffenbaugh like took me in there and we made a video with this big, giant VHS freaking <laughs> camera and we did the editing between two VCRs that put like splice <laughs> and went there and there's my contest result sheets and, 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 you know, Wooly and them are like, you know, like, okay, cool, like, you're on, you're going to get eight items every, you know, other month. Yeah, and, items, yeah, and, and, you know, we'll pay for all your NSSAs, both open and explore. And, you know, if you want to do WSAs or whatever, like, you know, if you're winning, if we'll reimburse you if you make the fine, you know, like yeah. it was just already laid out. Like, yeah, was and I was like that, I mean, doing all those events was like a couple, two, three grand a year yeah. back then, Easy. you know? And that was, I mean, that was everything. Come back to my parents and be like, you don't have to freaking... Buy me clothes. You have to buy me clothes. You don't, you don't have to pay for condos anymore. Yeah. Like, it was just you like... Know, you, you can't tell me when to go to bed, <laughs> what to eat. I'm not going to school, Mom. Oh, shit, Mom. I'm <laughs> showing up late. I got a photo shoot. <laughs> no, but that, you know, like, yeah. just we talk about amongst the yeah. the the friends, and we know, you you, you know, we're brought up in a, in a fluent, like, you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, if, if you come from money or you don't, like, you still have that reward of getting like free stuff yeah. and being appreciative and part of a bigger something yeah. bigger than yourself yeah. and like you said you doodle Volcom all over and that was your world and you know we it, it doesn't matter which brand like well, to have that connection is freaking amazing yeah and it's um just a value exchange right there's yeah. something that you're doing for them that they're doing for you and for like sure. that's got to be a fair exchange you know and yeah. and so i think yeah, no matter what, like that's the right way to do it. Like even that's as life, I, even yeah, it's life. It's like even <laughs> as I'm doing a really small brand right now, I'm struggling. You know, it's all self funded. Like I, you know, but I pay people. You know, and you got to pay to. Yeah. You know, if you have someone do a photo shoot, you got to pay them. I mean, it's just like you can't just be like. And, and a lot of times, like people that I work with, are I'm tight with you, and they're like, oh no, you know the thing. It's like no, dude, like I'm gonna pay you. Like that's just the way it is. Like I can't. Yeah, that's that's one bridge you can't burn because it 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 will spread rapid fire across when you you know. 
in our small little network of the world, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I want to go back to like Grom days and we talk about how, you know, the surf shop, you got the click with the, with the sponsors and the local mm-hmm. older go- dudes that have their own apartments and there's parties, mm-hmm. but like, you know, the surf shop culture of like going in and Hey, you know, like, yeah, which was, can I, can yeah. I clean some, like use boards and get some, like, you know, some mm-hmm. lunch money or like vacuum or like hangs, you know, did like, you ever have a job? Uh, <laughs> dude, why are you gonna call me out like that? <laughs> well, Thirty years like, later, yeah, uh, I got yeah, this being punker pat is a full time fucking job, man. Let me tell you about that. So, so you job. never had a job? What's that? <laughs> I always had a job. I was born with a job. Yeah. But the thing for me was, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of got that sponsored and started getting paid, you know, pretty early. So I really didn't need a job. Um, I mean, I had fucking jobs, crazy I had jobs, is but, that like, though, punker? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And um, I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, I had a couple, like, like later on, I mean, like, as far as, like, a more conventional, like, shit job that I had to do, I, one night, like, my buddy... One night. One night. My buddy got me a job parking cars. And I went okay. to Bayside, down Bayside, you yeah. know, and I went and parked cars, and I'm kind of, like, always daydreaming anyways, you know what I mean? I'm just always like, ah, like, and, like, dude, this guy comes up in, like, a nice Ferrari kind of thing or whatever, and then I'm trying to, I couldn't figure out how to, like, get it in gear, I'm like, like tripping out and like so then I got this other guy and the one guy when they come back to get the car like I couldn't figure out how to get the car out of gear and then this dude just like lit me up and I was like and I and I just never over my head yeah I'm like this I've never been spoken to that way that was hectic like I'm over this extra money you just grinding gears on my freaking two hundred fifty thousand dollar freaking but you know just but actually being in the service industry like just for one night I realized how gnarly that is and how people treat you dude it was like you know some people are cool but then a lot of people are assholes and it's like dude just having someone treat you that way it's hard you're like and you gotta take it on the chin and I just feel so bad for it and I mean I was never I you know always been cool to people that are working in the service industry like anyways but I just realizing that one night that I had to do that and and I fucked up a couple things and people were such assholes and I was like, dude, this is just, that's hard. I mean, yeah. like, I can't believe that people, you know. It's I worked at McDonald's and I got a couple people order, orders wrong. I was oh. so much trouble. <laughs> no, but I've, I've had yeah. my fair share of but, service jobs. But so, you know, like it is like, you, I think you got to have, you know, got, you got to do some jobs that aren't, aren't, aren't appealing and it's, mm-hmm. it's part of growing, you know, it's part of learning. And yeah. even if it's one night or, a few months it's humility and and having that that like I, at least i tried it you know i know what it's yeah. like and it's not for me and move on yeah you know? I mean, I, yeah i wish i could i mean i i just couldn't do it like the guys i mean i was trying to make extra money and i was like all right this is not for me and i've got because that's I, a dream job who, for surfers i know and i've got friends who are career guys who do yeah. that and i'm like damn respect i can't even get a car in gear and like that's insane um but then again, like, you know, when you go to work, work, like, at the whatever, like, corporation style, like, you know, yeah, you shovel shit a lot, you know, that's part of the deal. That's part of the, yeah. like, the beginning. So you went to school. It's like, you know, tap into, oh, like, oh, yeah. like, and you were still surfing and being the, the Volcom, you know, kind of yeah, so lifestyle that, guy. and Yeah, I was doing traveling. that, yeah, through high school, went to Newport Harbor, and then I was kind of, like, finishing that up, and I wanted to be, like, a pro surfer guy, and my parents were like, no, you got to go to college, and I'm like, all right. Well, I don't really want to go to college. And then, you know, my mom, like, did my, like, application. Like, you're going to school. My brother was going to school at LMU at the time. So they're like, you're going to LMU. Like, my mom filled out the application, and I was going to school. And I was, like, I was really young for my age, too. I think I was, like, I was like smaller. And then also just, like, I don't know. I did I think I was, like, 
yeah, just hadn't had enough growth almost too. So I went to school up there and I was like, whoa, this is heavy. Like it was like, and I mean like that first year it was like, I got mono. Like it was just like brutal. My brother made me like rush a fraternity and like these guys were like making me drink and like were like hazing me. I'm like, what the hell? I quit that. I'm like, I need to get out of here, man. And then my buddy Bubby was going to school down um, at University of San Diego and, uh, and another friend, Derek. And like, I went, I'm like, I'm going to go visit those guys. And I went down there and I was at a party on the beach and the waves are firing at South Fish and Jetty. And I'm like, why am I not going to school down here? Yeah. This is where I need to go to school. Yeah, so then I was like, transfer, thing. bing, down to, down to San Diego and love being down there. And then I started, so many waves. but then I was, yeah, so many ways. But then I started partying way too hard because I lived with Bubby and like, and that's what happens. And then, so I was raging and got in a bunch of trouble and then I had to take a timeout. Did the timeout, you know, it was like, uh, you know, you know, it was, you know, I was, doing a lot of drugs and I kind of had like a mental breakdown period, you know, I was like, okay, I got to take a break. So I was like, what are you like 19? Um, like 20, 21, like 21. Yeah. And so that was like a heavy I mean, that's a hard flip from just being, you know, surfer, like, you know, traveling, surfing, like to showing up to a full-time job, which is school, you know, and then, but then also realizing how hard they party and how much, you know, extra, curricular activities yeah. there are cocaine how much <laughs> cocaine is, there are there is so that yeah that was kind of my big down you don't need to sleep know? just do a bunch of blow and we'll go yeah. straight into testing so i was raging and got in a ton of trouble and like you know i failed out and was just like depressed like you know had gone through a whole you know episode and like had to take a break went moved back home took a break went to occ you know and kind of reevaluated things and was kind of able to get back on my feet and slowly like okay all right, what do I want to do now like okay I'm going to go back down to school in San Diego so I was able to get back in school down down there again I was like sober I was like sober for like two years well one nice. break I had one night of raging in between though and, and so I did that but then I was like two years pretty much sober and then I went to school back at San Diego and had my shit together and was like loving living down there I mean surfing selfish and jetty like yeah. blacks OB Jetty, the cliffs, like all that was like amazing. I love being down there and, you know, I was able to get through school by the skin of my teeth, you know, really. And, uh, and then that was, yeah. And then at that, during that time though, there was like kind of a transition time, like the Volcom thing kind of like changed a lot and, and relationships there changed and they were, went public and that, you know, there was a bunch of stuff happening. And so I was like, all right, I'm kind of done here. And at the time, like, um, Clarky was at Bill Bong and Clarky is a, a, a bro, like an awesome guy. And I was yeah. like, I mean, they, maybe this could be a cool just break for me, you know? Because at, at the same time, I think my career and time with Vulcan was like, there's just, you know, a big story arc there, you know? Yeah. And I think a huge part of that too, there's like this time where I was like, I felt really entitled, you know? I think like, and that's like a, a shitty place to come from, right? Like, yeah. And I think I was kind of a little... I don't know, like entitled and when things ch- started changing, you know, I was just like, well, like, who are these new people? Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, and it's like weird, you know, yeah. and, and it's not the ghetto age. boy network. It's like yeah. a bunch of just yeah. suits and other people and new it's, hires. And yeah. It's, it's weird. weird. Like, and it's weird because it was like such a small nucleus and then it yeah. got bigger. And then, yeah, that sense of entitlement. And like, also just like, I was not happy. And I think the relationship was bad. And like, it was like, all right, cool. It was time to like, figure it out and do something on my own, you know? And Did you... Because 13 years with one brand is a fucking long time. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And, you know, you talk about entitlement. It's sad because you were a grom. You were like a baby. Yeah. 12 years old, 13 years old, riding for Volcom when they first started. And you basically grew up with the brand. 
Yeah. Right? And you did a lot for the brand, you know, being yourself, but that was what they needed, right? Yeah. And and I get it. Like, it's it, it's self-entitlement, but it's also what you were... They, they made you do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not made you, yeah. but it kind of like, that's the way it worked out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like a, being in a family or like having, you know, rela- any relationship. Relationships are hard, as you know, as we yeah. know. Like, you know, just... But 13 years, that's a fucking good, long yeah. relationship. Yeah, you know? it was a lo- Yeah, totally. It was epic. And I think it was like, you know, time for us to like part our ways and mm-hmm. like, you know, sort of go go try something new and and that was like that build long opportunity which was which was great you know but I, I learned quickly i'm like okay this isn't for me you know it was just like this is like i should have gone like smaller instead of going like to something bigger almost and it was just it was cool because it was an opportunity and got to still do my thing and there's some fun stuff but it just wasn't the right were fit they for me. were you put on the team as like an, an ambassador yeah like a, yeah like surfer ambassador kind of role you know and i was just getting done with school so i'm like okay cool like i'll um I'll do this and kind of like try to live the dream, like be a pro surfer, you know, but you get out of school, like, and you have so much time. It's like, what the hell am I going to do with all this time, dude? Like it was before social media or before, like, yeah. I mean, I was trying to make a website for myself almost. I'm going to make a website and like do this thing. And I was just like, that was a lot of work, man. Like, and you know, I was building it on Dreamweaver. That's not like they had like Squarespace or like something like that. So it was like a weird time. I think to be like a photo pro and and to kind of be self motivated, it was like okay. It was so just a, when you were approached by Clarky, yeah, who who was doing what you were doing, like, or what you were supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like it was like I think it was just they saw the opportunity. Like okay, here's a guy from or like with a long store history in the community in like Orange County or whatever, and so there's an opportunity for them. And then it was kind of a little bit like okay, then you can do some of these like come to events and help host some stuff. Yeah. I was kind of like almost like leaning into that a little bit, which I realized I really didn't like. Um, so it was just, yeah, that was kind of the, the, the deal. And I was doing some videos, photo stuff. And so, we, yeah, we just, it wasn't good. I mean, I just, yeah. it was cool. I love Clark, you know, I like really cool people over there, but it just wasn't the right fit. Like I did that for about a year. I don't know if it was a year and a half or something. And I was, I was over there and then, um, and then I ran into like I ran into Pat Tenori and he was at like like I don't know we're at coffee or something oh what's up like wrapped out I had like you know met Pat before through Conan and at a trade show or something and from the same town obviously and we're like oh I'm just wrapping out like oh cool and he's like, I'm like and he's like hey dude like what are you doing and I'm like oh I'm like you know doing stuff I'm, I don't know though I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do I think I want to start working like I'm freaking bored like waiting for the next photo trip and I remember, and so he's like hey like like come work at the brand whatever and so i went by and checked it out I'm like oh man this is insane like these guys are doing something really special and so that kind of snowballed into working there um and and yeah and then and then i kind of was doing all like surf marketing stuff and some other ancillary kind of like marketing things and yeah know. kind of everything yeah kind of everything yeah a bunch of stuff like a bunch so of stuff, so, so you found the new volcom yeah, yeah, that was like the new, and it was really kind of before it was uh, the new it, it brand. was before it was really like I think popping off. Like it was kind of like right then. Like it was kind of like just starting to like germinate into people and be like, oh yeah, this is like, and people were kind of starting to feel like, oh maybe Vulcan's like oversaturated in the in the community and even beyond, you know. So they're yeah. like that was like they were looking for that next thing, and and Ruka was kind of like really starting to like be like, oh these guys are cool, they're doing interesting stuff, and I mean they've done amazing stuff already, but I don't think it was like as obviously as big as it is now, and and. And it was just about to kind of like push through to that next level, yeah. And 
Um, yeah, good timing for them lots. for sure. You know, and that was wild, dude. I mean, that yeah, that was a wild time. I mean, it was like we our team was like, I mean, like Matt Archibald, Christian Fletcher, um, Rory Parker, and then like you know, I put some different people on the program during that time. Alex like, Nost, yeah, Alex Nost, yeah, and then like I mean, like we ended up sponsoring Asher, Asher Pace, yeah, we sponsored Makua, and then we brought on. Kalani David and yeah. and like we you know but it was interesting too because it was like I think that was like around 2006 and then it was like into like 2009 2009 but then like it was a point the, the economy like hit the wall and it was super gnarly because I mean like I a lot of these guys I was friends with and it surf with it was like super tight and then all of a sudden I was in this role of like I'm a team manager and I'm just like oh my god this is hectic like you know a lot of growing up because and some of those people are really hard to work with, you know. And <laughs> if you can imagine, talk about time. You can imagine, yeah. Any <laughs> team rider like yeah. position, like yeah, you know, you're the egos. You're the you're the yeah. best guy when you get the contract, and the worst guy that you know has to take it back or or downsize it. You know? Yeah, like, and then you know during that time there's a big financial crisis thing that happened, and I had to like fire people and cut uh, salaries way back, and I had to like deal deal with that whole experience, which was really hard. And and um, I mean, it, 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 like. Is something that helps you grow but it's also really difficult to be that guy in that position and all of a sudden and yeah i mean even though i was 26 at the time it's still like it just still felt young and i'm the guy delivering the bad news so it's it was a uh, it was interesting but on at the same time during Good that, during that yeah. yeah it was great learning and, and at the same time though we had like i think the brand had lots of growth and like incredible things happening that store up in san francisco opened up on hate ashbury which was insane that store is beautiful and I think that the brand during that time really was starting not this is none of this is because of me by the way too. I'm not claiming anything, but but I think it just like really timing. found it's yeah. the timing that I happened to walk in the door was when like really things started to shape and the focus I feel like was super um narrowed, like in terms of like the vision of what the brand's doing and people understanding it. I think yeah. the the what Pat was trying to do the whole time was like way ahead of its way ahead of its time, but people were trying to catch up and understand. Yeah. And like yeah. it was just like, oh wow, this is insane, and so the momentum was really cool. I mean, he was so two steps ahead of everything, and yeah. we make no money on like a lot of these cool initiatives or projects or vision of something that's going to happen, and then we kind of like wash our hands and be yeah. done, and then it blows up like and more of a, a commercialized like mainstream like. You know, yeah. where there was a fixie doing like, you know, the Chinelli bikes yeah. and yeah, stuff. And it was insane. like, you know, nobody's doing bikes with him, like custom, like collabs with artist prints. And they were like three, three to $5,000, you know, bikes. And, but that whole, it was like right at the beginning of like the fixie yeah. craze. Yeah. And like we it, talk about how great Volcom was and is or, or, or was, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Ruka is like, whoa, it, it even kind of reached different places that Volcom can never. And I think, you know what, honestly though, the big thing is, is that like, the market wasn't there for the brand. I still think it's not there for the brand, like where yeah. it was, where it should have been. It should have been like in like almost streetwear or something that is yeah. a higher price point, more into all those spaces that, that like, cause the context is like so much more, it's so much more educated and yeah. like higher than the age group demographic and yeah. price that it sells at. Yeah. So it's like really hard. I, I don't think that was the biggest problem I think for Pat is that he was way ahead and way smarter than the market that he was selling to yeah. almost. And, but there wasn't that market. The other market didn't exist. Direct consumer hadn't really been the thing or yeah. a lot of these other... You had to rely on the, on the money-making account, yeah. which was like and the mainstream. So, it's, so like yeah. it's hard to dumb it down that much. And, yeah. like, and so I think that was the biggest probably 
pain point, but then like people finally started coming around on MMA and all these right. places of interest, but still it's probably way too heady and like educated for people to understand yeah. and like totally consume. Like yeah. still, you know, still. Oh, Pat, that, you sounded very, very educated. Educated? Yeah. And that was pretty. <laughs> I don't know. The way you yeah. explained that yeah. was, I was like sitting there going, wow. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I just realized but, it, though. Honestly, I no. Just, but I but <laughs> for like for my, you know, I've been there a long time, and our account base is, you know, like the the, the people that pay the bills is, yeah. you know, the the lifestyle, like you know, um, you know, beach accounts and, yeah, and people and, walking off the beach and Huntington and, and Jacks. You know, and, they don't necessarily. And the know. urban accounts, they're they're on, you know, there's really good like streetwear and urban, you know, kind of accounts that we we did really well in. But you know, they're more trends, you know. They're, like yeah. if a trend, they're they're on it, and then they just they're, they're on they, and off. There's no they, yeah, they're very on and off. They're not as loyal. And if your your brand's on, then it's killer. And if it's not on, then it's you know they're they're on to the next. Or they just uh, they're not loyalists. Like you know you get within like the, yeah, the core community sports, yeah. core sports. Yeah. You know yeah, it's like hey sure. we're invested in your store. We have build outs and yeah. you know, we have athletes and we want to do partnerships and yeah. do events and you know and that's what's beautiful about our industry yeah. it's like you know it's, it's, a, it's a bummer it's authentic when, yeah it's more you know? yeah it's more soulful and there's a longer term value exchange with people that are like really supporting your brand I yeah. think that's you, that, like, but, you, like but going I, back to your, your point earlier yeah. you know you, you got to be offering something and it's you know and they yeah. got to be offering something and it's got to work both ways you know? yeah the only struggle for me and being almost an outsider is like just seeing kind of like it hasn't we have a lot of like um, built-in bureaucracy within oh. the space and a lot of like of like um, kind of the opposite of what surfing and some of these sports like embody as this youthful like DIY maker like there's just a, become a lot of these institutions that kind of need to be leveled yeah right? well, funny. You know? and I totally understand what you're saying and, it, and it's it is true you know it's it's like established brands have unfair advantage of being established and retailers yeah, too and yeah. like the and so just like the energy source that like that that energy that happens in that Get community, boy that, network. Commu- community that happens is it's aged it's aged out but it's not out really yeah. right? which is unfortunate because it doesn't really clear the path for the new and there's some new things that happen but i think also like the reason why I don't like surfing in a lot of ways is, or the institution of surfing is because it's so segmented and it's like, oh, there's like this new thing that's happening. It's like all about these groovy board. And you're just like, yeah, that's not me. I mean, it's not me. I don't see myself really in any of it because I don't really ascribe to any of it. But like, yeah. it's just like very, very, I think, just niche. T- it's And it's yeah. not really like the well, thing, you know? Yeah. It's funny. We talk about this a lot. Growing up and working at Huntington Surf and Sport and, and seeing the the changes in, in the demographic of surfing. Yeah. Right? Like when when I first started, it was like you had a surfer and that was it. And, and you had a jock kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, oh, you had a skateboarder and a surfer and a jock kid. And then in the surfer, you had like a granola kid or a longboard kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. There's like it keeps it's it segmented keeps, so many times now, you know. Like there's yeah. so many subcultures within surfing. Yeah, and know? at the same yeah. time, yeah, on a lot of different levels, they don't do it right though. No. Like I've got a whole thing where I the other day I had an epiphany and I was talking to whoever I was talking to, but I was saying how surfing should be like skateboarding in a way where instead of having 
uh, won like the world title, and it's like this like it's like a weird thing where it's like, oh, you got to be able to surf big waves, you got to be able to surf small waves, you got to be able to do that, and you got to be the all time best surfer. It's like no, they should have it be where now it's like okay, basically there's high performance tour, yeah. and those are all in waves that are like head a couple feet overhead and below, and it's about high performance surfing. Then there's like a tour that's more based around like getting barrel than riding like pipeline in these ways and then there's like just starts to open up the aperture a little bit and gives yeah. a little bit more opportunity because there's not enough opportunity actually yeah. within the in, the in a hype and i'm not even about the pro surfing thing but like i think but to make it more i think create a little bit more yeah. opportunity for people in a way because there's only like five people that matter in pro surfing on the tour almost and how hard like, it is to like get weird, to that like, that level yeah through all the competitor and points and and years it takes and again there's some that just shoot up through the ranks real quick but it's a yeah there's you know we love content you know yeah, and, yeah. and there's all kinds of different content whether it's stab in the dark or stab high or you know uh WSL. you know wsl this or big wave tour or you know like mm -hmm. there are stuff but it, it's not there's not enough and they're not doing it they could do it better you know yeah and it's yeah. not just wsl and it's not just that no. there could be other entities you know and bring you know a little bit more behind the scenes a little bit more personality well the, at the end of the day too though it's like i always think that okay the part of serving that sells is like the lifestyle and the that yeah. part is what sells or product or whatever the dream of like people wanting to be a part of it and it has and that has to be much more like attainable or feel attainable yeah. the competitive side it's it's like for the mass market it's like watching beach volleyball like you don't know what's going on i mean it's like <laughs> like it's probably worse than watching beach volleyball because you're like you don't know what's going on like nobody can like i don't know like the different like for a person who's not as fluent in the whole thing can't tell what's happening the amount of people that actually know what's going on is a finite amount Very of people small. and they should create i mean it really needs to be created like a paywall for, for people to paywall because the, the group is so small so it's never going to be that big it doesn't matter what you do if it's on abc nbc like all those things like it's just i mean you can make it like sexy with some really cute people and stuff but i think you really need to create like this paywall opportunity for people to buy into the content because we'll all pay for it and we there's a group of people that will pay into it yeah. and like and that's, that's why stab i think was yeah. really smart in doing that paywall like, e all right. even though you say we, we we're saying all these things there's way more in surfing today than there has been in the past decade. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's blown up. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. the Olympics. You got wave pools. Yeah. You got uh, ultimate, ultimate surfer. Ultimate yeah. surfer. Yeah. There's so much. And, and there's so much trash talk within our inner circles movies. of like, the industry. Oh, that's so cheesy. It's like, Dude, your life cycle and surf and as a professional athlete, so, so like small, these yeah. guys are so. It's get after the money, go have fun, go sell it, and, and you know, just it's killer. Oh yeah, yeah I it's cheese it. ball and it's a scripted, but it's kind yeah. of like reality. But whatever, it's yeah. like I liked it. I liked. It. I watched it. I thought it was entertaining. I watched it, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you know, you hear about all the the challenge. Oh, it's, it's like, oh, guys, it's, it's made for the masses. Like it's just yeah. it's drama and. Well, it's, that's why I like. Yeah, I mean, that's why. I, at the same time, that's why surfers are the worst. Like everyone's so opinionated, or like, or so, um, yeah. They, everyone has their little like tribe that they belong to within the space, and it's like, oh, these guys suck. That's lame. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. You gotta ride a single fin. You gotta do this. Blah, blah, blah. You gotta wear a retro. What, what's it? Oh no, you gotta ride this. It's like, fuck, whatever, man. Like, just yeah, just do let you. Them. Do you? Yeah. Do you, man? Just like, let them do them, and like, be cool. Be cool, man. Everyone's yeah. doing it. Everyone's like, so after Billabong, yeah. 
Going back to our guest here. Oh, no. Wh- wh- where'd you go after that? Uh, uh, Ruka. Ruka, yeah. Ruka. Oh, yeah, so Ruka. I, yeah, with Pat. We did. We did. And Billabong, did. Ruka. Yeah. Now, now where we at? Now, now where we at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, dude, I had so much fun. I mean, that was so, those were some of the best years of my life, I think. Or, I don't know, man. We had a lot of fun. I, I, at cool. that time, Ruka, Ruka was, was like, still insane. Tight yeah, and still kind of like the like what you came from yeah. in the earlier days of Volcom, where it was like... So many funny things and so much... Yeah, yeah. such a tight group. I mean, like, it was really cool. We had a lot of fun. It was... And then yeah. you went to the corporate... And then went to corporate, yeah, and and so yeah, I mean, Ruka, it was again. I think it was another like financial yeah. tough time. Like the brand or the climate was like difficult, and the retail it was like a weird thing. And so, um, yeah, Ruka sold to Billabong, and yeah. so that and which was like kind of like oh, like it was just kind of a thing for me. I'm like, all right, well, now I have a decision. I'm like, hey, do I like try and learn as much as I can right now and like go somewhere that's like has a I could get a bunch of experience you know yeah. and actually like maybe grow in that regard because I think at the same time like I'm like some I don't know if I'm I'm like somewhat of a degenerate like within just like okay I'm like in, I knew I knew what I knew and I didn't know how much growth more growth I could do you yeah. know, in a way I think um where I'm like okay maybe I can just go have a new experience and, and learn and from a bigger like company that's obviously tied with Nike and and like that's that's like you know could be a good thing for me so so and financially so can I can I ask you okay you went to school and got a degree in business administration and management right yeah now as you're working you know you that blip at Billabong and your real first job is Ruka yeah I mean yeah that's your real first like job yeah. right well Vulcan was but he wasn't really getting he was surfing but he was right in, he was in the mix that's not yeah. a job no this is a job yeah this was this yeah. is his, his first like yeah yeah where he was managing people yeah. and Budgets. doing responsibility yeah. yeah contracts you know you're you're mm-hmm. watching a budget you're putting together you know Vincent. plans right yeah. marketing plans did you envision yourself being in marketing like um yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, never really had much of a vision for what I was going to do work-wise. You know? I was like, shit, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to get a job. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I, mean, I almost grew up in, like, the generation, like, we saw Paris Hilton. We're like, okay, dude, let's just just getting paid. Like, people are making money to do nothing. I mean, I was going to drop some money in my lap. But then I was like, damn, I think I got to get a job. And then, okay, what am I going to do? And then, you know, I just I was lucky enough to have, like, a network of cool people that... Yeah. Because you know, what you did job for, for Ruka is a fucking cool job that a awesome. lot of people would kill for, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, totally. It was awesome. It, yeah, I mean, that kind of just, you know, was luckily fell in my lap. I'm like, all right, here's the job. Like, I'm doing this. Um, and uh, not that I would change it. I don't know. I think that was a good fit for me, especially at that time. So it yeah. was like, you know, natural kind of progression at some level, too. Like, guys on the team maybe that are, like, aging out or that are just starting to feel like maybe they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, most most team managers are kind of that that have that background so they they know yeah Laura was a team manager for a sec yeah were you <laughs> aging out yeah how'd you do that Ruka were you yeah did I take your job dude yeah. <laughs> no no that's classic well, I got smart and I, I you're got, like I'm out of here dude I mean that's what I should have done sales I'm like oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hustle some he said where's the money at yeah, yeah. that's what I should have done but you know at the same time I don't know I mean, it's because it's, it's so I, hard. I came, Honestly, I, came, like, I came off of like to work for them and I was still getting paid and I was yeah. like, okay, can you guys pay me a little bit? Because I got these other sponsors, but I also want to make the transition into, yeah. you know, being, you know, working for a brand and, you know, marketing just made the perfect sense because it's like, oh, I could 
still surf. I still have a lot of freedom, but I get to go on trips and try to, you know, work both angles to where, but you know, all my peers and friends and, and guidance from, from people were like, dude, your marketing's great, but you're the first to let go. They're like the the money, you know, there's a lot of growth to be had, but it's, you know, it takes a long time. You know, if you could get in the sales and, you know, you could sell anything in its relationships and, you know, so it, it worked out. Like, I'm stoked I got into sales. But, yeah. you know, you took the marketing kind of content. Yeah, like, I fell into that. And, like, I don't know, man. I think I've taken enough shit in my life to where somehow, I'd like, you know, I could stick it out and not even, like, bat an eye. Almost, you got to take a lot of shit. Like, I think being in that position, it's like, yeah, you're, like, yeah, managing your friends. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're, like, and then they want more. And, like, you're just, I can't do it, man. You got to like, hard decisions. Hard decisions. And then you got to yeah. coordinate all these trips. Like you're coordinating little weddings for these guys and you're going to these destinations to do photo trips, video things. And then there's like, you're like, all these entitled receivables. Yeah. All these entitled. I mean, I almost, dude, I, I had get, like, I death, get first class? death threats from No, people, motherfucker, man. you ain't going first class. Yeah. You're going coach. Yeah. Like it was, it's a lot of work, you know, that Got role. Is, like, I don't, like a lot of people look at those roles and they, especially too, it's the worst thing too because everybody who's at those brands, look at the guy who's in at that job, and they go like, "Oh, you're just traveling, dude. Yeah. You're going here, you're like you're just like surfing, you're like you're still, you're, you're just going. Bro, you have no idea. Like those trips <laughs> suck. They're like you get worst. it, you get it from both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I miss the corporate cover thing. That's nice, but like still at the same time, like just being responsible for that. It's like a lot. I mean, yeah. it's a lot to be responsible for, especially when you're like I think younger too. Like a lot of, a lot of people like early twenties, and you're going to like cross the world with all these adult people, and yeah. like. That are pretty radical. It's a, it's a lot to put on someone. <laughs> so so was there a job opening at Hurley, or what, did it kind of un, unravel like like Ruka, where you know you you saw the boys and they're like, hey, we come over and we'll you know get you in here. Like, how did that process work too? I know it's like I've always um, known Bob Hurley, and you know we'll create a job for you. Him, yeah, admired <laughs> him. He's an awesome guy, and like, but no, he really like a couple times. He's like, hey, dude, like. One no one time when I saw him I was like hey dude come, why don't you come work for me like why don't you come over to Hurley and it's like I'm like oh, no dude I would never like consider it I was like oh, whatever and and then like fast forward like I don't know like a couple months or something and then kind of everything was happening and I was like oh man like what should I do you know I, you know Bill Bob was coming in yeah. and I just didn't think that those guys number one I didn't know if I was gonna have a job number two I was like oh man I just you know I worked with those guys in general and I kind of just didn't knew that wasn't the fit for me almost in a way and I was yeah. kind of going like what am I going to do with my life I got to like make some more money I want to like you know I thought you were just a surf ambassador yeah yeah exactly all these asshole reps were like I'm like what are you going to do about it you don't do shit I'm just like bro I get punched in the face by like the team dude that's what I get I get people punching me in the face and then everybody hates me so don't worry like that's what I do no but at that so finally I'm like okay I'm Again, I saw Bob Hurley, and he's like, "Hey, dude, like, come, Connie, come by, and come check us out. Like, come work, come work for me." I was like, "And Hurley was on out. fire." Yeah, Hurley. Like, I mean, they were just like spending a lot of money, dude. Like, yeah. They're just crazy. They, and obviously with the Nike affiliation, and, and there's like a really nice people there. It was a different, and totally different cultural cultural environment, you know. And and I just felt like at the time, too, I'm like, "Oh man, I want to settle down." Like, I don't think I could like travel and like take care of these grown men anymore. Like, it's just <laughs> too much for me, you know. Yeah. And and I thought, like, oh, okay, more a stable, like, steady thing would be good. And, like, maybe learn something different. I was like, oh, I'm going to go. I don't want to do – I didn't want to do, like, the team thing anymore, too. So I was like, I got – you know, yeah, they, they kind of created a role for me. And they're like, okay, like, retail marketing, that'll be your new role. And so I, I went over there, checked it out. Cool. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, it was trippy, though. I felt totally out-of-body experience. I'm like, dude, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is weird, like, yeah. crazy. 
you know, of course I told them I made like double what I made, you know, they're like, oh, what you make? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> told them I made Pat, double. Tell them this. <laughs> well, and then they doubled that and so I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm making sick money and got a cool job and like rolled over there. Like every, like, you know, people were like, when I came over to her, they were like, what? What are you doing here? I think a lot of people were over me being there, you know, I didn't, it wasn't all open arms, you know, it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird, you know, like jealousy. You go, yeah. Jealousy. You go to a new brand and then I think. You know, some other shit happened, kind of, and I feel like, you know, I think it was just people, yeah, they're just like, what? Like, and, and so, you know, I had to like try and win some people over, you know, what's there? Was that, where's that? What's that one book? It's like, how to like make friends and I don't know. Like, <laughs> and Carnegie? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like well, some business is book. Punk or Pat, you yeah, know? Yeah. Well, because before Ruka, Leighton and I went over to Hurley to try to get a, you know, a, a gig, be their, their HB, you know, guy, and it didn't work out. <laughs> late, late night was uh, a little too gnarly for them. No, they were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, they're Did like, you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It was Mark Weber was the one who showed me around. He's like, so what's your nickname? Like, you like you like that nickname? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like, at this point, this is why my mom calls me this, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't think I have a choice, dude. You like your nickname? Like, what? Like, so... So anyhow, anyhow. okay, Bob Hurley kept telling you to come work for him. Yeah, and they created a job for you. Yeah, kind of created a role on the on the market. retail marketing. Retail marketing, yeah. So I went and, over and I was working for this lady, Laura Wasser. Um, and did they give you a a, a list of uh, like duties and, and yeah, yeah, we had like this thing. Yeah, it was like and it it got crazy. I mean, I think right after that, I was like when I first rolled in, it was like the U.S. Open time, and it was like, oh man, I had to do all this stuff at the U.S. Open. I was like, dude, I made a bad decision. I was wearing like Dayglow stuff and this like brand experience. It was like, I was just like, this is so crazy and goofy, and I'm like doing like tons of different whatever crazy stuff. And I was like, all right, man, just like stick it out. Let's do this. And so you know, learned learned a lot actually like through that, and a lot. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I was doing this, like, retail marketing thing. Luckily, like, after a period of time, like, I just was, like, gravitating towards, like, just, like, what I do. What, what I naturally do is just, like, meeting people. Hey, like, we should work with this person with the brand. Like, having people come over, like, just, like, building more community within the brand. With yeah. People outside, you know, and yeah. then bringing new people in. And so I naturally started gravitating more towards, like, this, like, kind of ambassador management sports marketing type space. And so I was able to kind of transition over to that. Your networker, yeah. networker, yeah, and yeah. so and just like make concepts or whatever, like because yeah. retail marketing, it it's a it's a good job, yeah. right? When I think of retail marketing, like you 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 interact with your wholesale partners yeah. a lot, right? And events and yeah, you know all the the fucking yeah. hoopla of of U.S. Open and. How do we work with sales to generate and what, make what was the other highlighted yeah. and look cool? And, there was and like a bunch of events. different Hurley like activations that they used to do. Yeah, tons of stuff, dude. Tons of stuff. Like, filling out all these forms to get like tchotchke yeah. things to give away at the store. Like it was gnarly. And I, <laughs> I imagine like that's part of your, that's what they created your position for is to yeah. help drive sales and yeah. yeah and like i think strider was like doing something very similar at quicksilver at the time so i was okay. like oh yeah maybe i can like say i'm gonna do this and i'll kind of like this. it looks like strider's having fun so i'll do what strider does like so i kind of pitched that or like that was kind of what we came up with and it wasn't really working it was just kind of like uh, and i also just didn't like it it was like and so and i naturally was just doing this other thing anyways and so we just kind of like transitioned over i can't remember who i was first working i think maybe i went to pato because pato was running sports marketing but then I kind of bounced around a bunch of with a bunch of different people. I was working with like 
Evan Slater at one period of time, and I kind of had my own little like budget. I would just get like a budget. I was like, all right, you have this much money to spend this year. Like, what are you gonna do? And it's like, all right, cool. Like, and then I kind of had created my own program where I had like my own people I was sponsoring, and ended up putting on put sponsored Kai Lenny, and I sponsored Shama. Um, I don't know that he's like um, from Jamaica, like really talented, like skater surfer kid. Yeah. Um, and like a handful of like other really cool, interesting people, and so that kind of became my role, as well as like yeah, just like concepting and special kind of, projects. Special projects, yeah. Yeah, they had they had the surf team manager and the budgets and the tour guys, or the, you know, and you're yeah. you're like, hey, go find some cool. And this is cool uh, people, lifestyle driven yeah. stuff that you know will make us. This is during cool. Nike, right? Yeah, Nike yeah, during yeah, Nike. Yeah. yeah, so it was fun. I mean, I had like tons of fun, and the really nice people. I mean, like there's so many great people that that were at that brand. It was like, and oh, it was they really, had like. And it was like in a way like a, it was a really great environment too just because it was like I feel like not like nine to five but it just felt more like okay like there's like a little bit more structure there's a lot of like hands you know what I mean like there was a yeah. kind of a pretty large work, workforce and like people kind of like you're held bring, accountable like you yeah. know some way you got like you know yeah. there's 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 a structure a lot of structure yeah, yeah. it's a lot of like you know, we're working like you got to answer this person and check yeah. in with these people yeah. and you from, know from the outside looking in like Hurley because of Nike got to do so many much bigger things right like with the with the contest that lowers like bob saying another fucking 50 grand on top of you know you know what i mean like all those things that made hurley like whoa what the fuck and like yeah you know all the all the crazy marketing all the crazy concerts on the beach it's because nike gave them the, the the fuck you money right yeah. if you had and, if you had a big budget what would you want to do with it and it's like yeah u.s open let's wrap the city you know but, like yeah. they have every window and all the banners and they're like yeah it's it's hurley town but yeah. and, you know? and then and on the jock side of things like of surfing right yeah they were like the biggest jock brand of surfing yeah that there could be yeah and they had i mean john john julian carissa felipe I mean, it's Michelle Perez. It, it, yeah. it, it was kind of like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, the list like, goes on yeah. and on and on. Winning events, lots yeah. of events, lots yeah. of wins. Yeah, but you know, I like the special project thing because what I was talking about is anti anti surf club. Yeah, it was is the the dorky part of 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 the brand. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like the jock and like hoopla. That yeah. kind of sucks because it doesn't suck. It, it drives sales, but yeah. it's not the cool part of, of what, you know. Yeah. Like for it's just me, different for, you know, there's a niche for that. And they, they, have, executed, they yeah. executed that niche for the surf market of, hey, let's not be like Quick or Bong or Volcom. Or, yeah. like, we're we're going we're gonna to go after this look and this. And they, they did well at what they wanted to do. But yeah. so I think they definitely chased trends. So you what, know, a little too hard. Yeah. Besides those guys that you you had your own little team, uh-huh. did, what did you do? A special projects or like what? Yeah, and then I was like, I mean, it just depends on who my boss was at the time. We had different people that came even from Nike to come run marketing, and yeah. so it just kind of like would change on on what types of projects, like whether whether it was like pinnacle product launch and like a strategy around like what event slash like thing we do. But um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think like, but it was cool because really like. A lot of it, like sometimes I had to work. I would have to work on maybe some more of that, like I don't know, like pinnacle type stuff. Like, and then there's like such a like a huge part of my job was like just kind of was like ancillary almost to like the bigger 
yeah. picture yeah. in a way, you know. So, but like a lot of things I did actually became a big deal. Like like Kyleni, I was like, people were like, "What are you doing? You're sponsoring a stand up paddleboarder." And I was like, "This kid is like so yeah. tapped. I mean, like you have no idea. Like his potential like is insane." Um, and did, he ended up becoming, you, you know, like a really big deal. So it was like, did you envision him of being someone like Laird, like oh, dude. taking Laird's place? I just knew he would be like, uh, a, yeah, taking Laird's place, but in, in a way that I thought was way cooler and way more acceptance just because yeah. I know Kai as a person and he doesn't have the same ego. Like yeah. ego is not your amigo. Like Kai is like the exact <laughs> opposite. Like Kai is like. He can and like people could say, oh, this guy's kind of dorky or something, and like Kai would just break him down like in the first like of me and be like, I love this kid. This yeah, kid's so cool. not like, like this guy. We love him. I mean, he's yeah, just he's... such a good person and his, like such a like pure soul. The guy is so yeah. solid. So I'm like, oh, this kid's gonna be huge. Like, yeah. and also like having experience. Like I sponsored Jack Bark and Jack Bark with Bark paddleboards, like killer, amazing family. But knowing and like having been into paddleboarding, I just knew what it, t- it took to actually like win a race or do those paddles and i'm like it takes so much more than anybody in surfing actually has yeah. ever done like the training and like how much you exert yourself it's insane i mean these guys are going like for five and a half hours like throwing up while they're paddling yeah. like going so hard you're like okay if you can do that and i can see that you have talent in how you can ride waves um, and you do want to do other yeah. things like the you're drive gonna, you're have. gonna you're gonna be successful like yeah. and and so yeah it's it's can I- I, who's Tom Sachs? Okay. Oh, Tom. Yeah. So Tom's a, a an incredible artist. Like, um, I mean, like a uh, artist, painter, uh, performance artist. Like one of the I don't know one of the bigger artists I think like living now. I okay. Mean, yeah, and and a really one of my closest friends. Like amazing guy. And he he you kind of brought him into the that yeah. world, right? Yeah. It was funny because like I was going out to New York a, a bit to do stuff and. I was going out there and I was talking to um, Jonathan Paskowitz and I was like, oh, Paskowitz, what's up? And I was like, oh, I saw your, your buddy's other guy, Tom Sachs. Like, like, his art's amazing. Like, he looks like a cool dude. Like, I'd love to take him surfing and, and whatever. He's like, oh, I'll connect you with, his, with, with him. And so, all right, cool. Like, connected us and, and I was like seven years ago or something. But then, like, I like, rock up to his house and, and like, we're, we just instantly like, just like hit it off, you know, it was really cool. And bromance. Yeah. Bromance. <laughs> and he, he, but yeah, I mean, like, he's just an amazing guy. Like so talented and fun and like such a cool dude. And, and so, yeah, I mean, he was like his wife, Sarah, who's one of our really close friends too. You know, I mean, she's like, yeah, we're like super tight now. Like my wife and Sarah and all of us and, and Sarah was pregnant at the time though. And so, and I had just kind of had my son, Bo, and, and they were pregnant uh, with their son, um, Guy. And, and I was just like, dude, like, it's amazing. Don't worry. The birth experience is crazy. Dude, wait till you see your yeah. wife. You're going to blow your mind. Like, it's insane. And so it was cool. And then, they, you know, they had their, their son and guy. And so we, yeah, we we do a bunch of stuff together. And then, yeah, and then he's been probably, like, out of anybody I've ever met, like, one of my biggest, like, supporters, you know? Like, yeah. randomly. He's just, like, one of those guys who, like, is, Wants like, so... Wants success. Yeah. Like, help you any, any which way with nothing in return. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's that's crazy. Because cool. that's one of the that's cool marketing. I got your back, bro. <laughs> Lennon, anytime, dude. I'll pump you up. Yeah. That's a cool guy that's out of our, you know, realm that you kind of introduced to... The Hurley thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we kind of connected, and, like, he loves surfing and loves it and hates it. And, like, we're, you know, we just, like, clicked. We're like, hey, like, we got to, like, do a surf trip or do something, you know? Let's figure some stuff out to do together. And he's in, so he's a big Nike collaborator. You know, he has, like, his shoes are, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, he has, like, these, like, 
his shoes that he do they sell out and then there's the resale market that go for like five to ten grand like it's like amazing so he was a nike collaborator and like someone that you know was kind of in the family so we could do some stuff together and we ended up like concocting this plan like let's do a surf trip you know and what we'll do is we'll do a surf trip we'll make a movie and then we'll tour it you know and have these really cool events and kind of use that as like a nice like gravitational pull of like interesting people to kind of like be introduced to our brand and like in a really like natural way and so we made this movie called how to learn how to surf and it was like we went to bali and like bali i mean like i have a love-hate relationship with bali as it is and like we went over there and it was like the hardest place ever to like teach people to surf and like everybody's getting sick and it was just like you know one of those things like you're like oh we want to stay up on up on the bouquet but then like you're like dude there's no beginner wave there like so we're gonna drive every day like an hour to go down like surf, and surf yeah, somewhere surf halfway yeah halfway and like half. and so then like you know there's just that whole thing it was really funny but the whole it made for great content for the movie so yeah. our, the film was classic and then we took the film after we were done and i think that was like 2019 when, when we toured it but we toured it we took it to like we went to japan went to paris went to like Beerits and Hossiger. we took it to la south by southwest wow. damn new york like we did premieres in all those places and it was like kind of one of the funnest like coolest things i had done like in my career, like with Hurley, for sure, I was like, "This is insane." We had such a great time. Yeah, and and, and that's then, the cool factor that brands like big, like that are big, like Hurley, need to keep it relevant or or give it an edge. Right? Yeah, yeah, like to create, yeah, the, to bring new people in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you only have like so many like the finite audience, and like you see like a great brand, like I don't know, like some of those great big brands that they'll have like really audience segments you know obviously you can sell stuff to costco but then if you can still sell stuff to like the most incredible like hype store it's like wow okay like you kind of like are doing everything and so there's got to be a thought process behind all those channels and how you can exist price and you know marketing person so yeah yeah, that was kind of the thought process was yeah just kind of making you know bring some interesting cool people and and getting them turned on to the brand. And so, yeah, it was super fun. You know, it was like one of those things, like dream dream scenario, like doing going to all those places. And, yeah. and so you you were in charge of all that. Like yeah, yeah. Coming up the concept, booking all the place, like that yeah. was your project. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, That's the whole cool. project. Yeah, it was cool. It's nice when you get a, your own budget. budget. Nike budget. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Exactly. And I had a lot of help, too. Like, you know, we had no, help, for you know, sure. Like, yeah, but, there's but, tons of people that helped me, so... But, you know, it gives you a little bit of freedom to, you know, be creative and, 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 you know, see it, you know, come full circle after it's done and be like, dude, that was, that was awesome. Like, you're proud of it and it was a success and, you know, like, I mean, you pretty much got to do what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, it was special. And that was kind of even during that time, like, with my little brand, like, I had been doing from way back when, like, just, like, making some surfboards and... So what little brand? So Western Hydrodynamic Research, WHR. I mean, like I had, I made WHR. It was like a little brand. It was a brand thing. And, and you know, it was like 2014. I was like making some surfboards, like big long boards and some little mini books uh-huh. and like doing it for fun. And and then one day I saw, I was talking to Craig Stesick and he's like, okay, so tell me more about the WHR. What, what does it mean? Like, what does it stand for? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did it because like, I just didn't want to like have like a brandy name. I just want to have like some kind of weird thing. And he's like, well... Western Hydrodynamic Research. And I'm like, wow, that hit it, man. That's it. So you just had the letters. Yeah, I had the letters. And he's like, Western Hydrodynamic Research. And I'm like, dang, that's like insane because it's so literal. It's like it's so weird and bad that it's good. It's like, you know, it's like a West Coast-based water, you know, activity. 
Craig, 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 yeah, yeah. Craig, yeah, okay. Craig Stesic. And so Craig just nailed it. I'm like, oh my God, thanks, Craig. Sweet. So it's like cryptic and, and cool, like, you know, like him. And so, so he gave you, you had the initials, but he gave you the and, name. And yeah. what were, you just like the initials or did you have other I just like the initials. I mean, I was driving on the freeway, like daydreaming and like, well, I got man, what am I going to do? I want to make, do some little thing on my boards and I'm going to, and I saw like this, like, it was like Wild Horse Road. I'm like, that's so cool. I'm like, well, that's like a corny name, but I'm like, well, that's a cool. You like, like the three kind of yeah, like, like letter W-H-R, three. Yeah. yeah, and I like Hollister Ranch. So it was like HR, like Hollister Ranch. And then I made like a W that went on it. I'm like, cool. I'm like, ah, that's good. Like, and then he gave me, gave me that name. I'm like, all right, this is sick. Like, and then that's when I just did the font and made it, made it like Western Hydrodynamic Research and that kind of like stuck. And so during that time, Tom's like, make me a board. Like, give me some gear. I want to rep you. Like, and I'm like, all right, dude. Like, he's like, you got to start your brand. Like, Let's do it. I'll help you. Like, you got to start, you got to do this. Yeah, like, cool. And I'm like, all right, like, like, and so I gave him a hat and some a board and some stuff, some shirts, and like, he just started like repping it like all the time. It was like crazy because like he was getting like coverage, and then all yeah. of a sudden I had people like I had my Instagram handle and stuff, and then I'd have people like DMing me like, hey, can you get me some gear? Can you get it? I'm like, whoa, like this is weird. Like I'm getting just to see it, see it explode just through word of mouth so, and yeah. the right people wearing it. I so mean, that's that, marketing. That's your full time job now. Yeah, like, and that's yeah, and, and so basically, like at the end, tail end there of, of, of that, like I was doing these little deliveries of, in 2019. I like dropped some products, like really like sporadically, and we'd sell out like instantly. I was like, damn, I kept on like upping the number, and I'd sell out. I'm like, this is crazy. Like Tom just is like has such an incredible cult following, and he's such an interesting person. And so I, I mean, I pretty much attribute everything to him at some level, you know. And, yeah. and so, so. Fast forward and like like you know shit's hitting the wall. I'm like I gotta find a job, dude. Hurley's like imploding. Like we got sold, and I'm like oh man, this isn't gonna last for me. I gotta find. A, they're gonna be like the bobs are gonna come and be like. So what do you do here? Yeah. I'm like I do stuff. I swear. I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm important. Yeah. Like, We're I have to move you uh, down to the basement. Yeah, I was like oh man, I will not last. You know I'm gonna get clipped for sure. So I was already kind of like trying to figure it out, talking to different people, trying to find a job. And Tom, again, was like, dude, like, get your shit together. I have this show in Japan at Isitan, which is, like, the most important luxury retailer, like, incredible, like, huge place. He's like, I got a whole floor. Like, I'll build you a big section in there. Dang. And your brand. Like, I'll give you know, a window. He rolled out the red carpet for you. Yeah, so he built me a window display on the sidewalk. And he had, like, 13 windows, you know? It was insane. Like, his whole thing there was huge. What? And Wait. So, so he's an artist. Yeah. Does he make clothing? He's too? a designer. Yeah, I mean, he's incredible. He designer. Like his furniture, collab. like, like your like all his stuff is amazing. Like all and really, just like, he's got his own cool. brand. Yeah, he's got his own brand. Yeah, okay. Tom Sachs. And so, so, um, yeah, he's like, get your shit together. And, he, and he's like, he's like, you're, he's like, you're, he's like, you're kind of a fuck up, but I think you can pull it off, dude. Like I think I believe in you. Like you can. I'm like, all right, dude. I'm gonna do it. I want to prove you wrong too. Yeah, <laughs> prove you wrong that I, you know, that I'm a fuck up. So, so I. Um, Put together a little collection. Together. Yeah, put together a little collection. Like, got my shit together. And, like, you know, I had met the people from Isitan with Tom before, too. So I knew them. And the guy was really cool. Ken was, like, a really, really amazing guy. So he believed in me, too, and was helping me. And um, so, yeah, we shipped it. And, like, kind of, like, that was September of last year. COVID hit, though. So then it was, like, damn, COVID hit. I don't have a job. What's going on? Babe, like, don't spend a dollar. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but trying to figure it out. Stressing. And luckily I had a couple little, little like, consulting kind of things I was doing. But it was, like, not good. And... And um, then the Isitan thing sold out, and then they reordered and sold them a bunch more stuff and sold out again, and that was insane. And then so from there, we got a distributor in Japan, so we're doing some cool stuff over there. And then our online business like really blew up too, so we're doing a lot of like direct consumer. So sites, I I went on your site, so it's like down until you you launch a product. Yeah, and then it's like then it's like on off switch. Yeah, I mean like for me, so it's like hard because. 
you know, just be, having inventory on hand's hard. And, you yeah. Know, just, like, being invested in that. But, like, usually the way it's worked, we've, like, sold out of stuff, like, in, in a a day to a week, you know, we sell out of everything and then it's all gone, you know? So that's really nice. I mean, it's hard because you don't know sometimes what to buy or how yeah, much, but, uh, yeah. but you know, we're just kind of trying to figure it out. And, and so you, but you're always like, dude, is the, next one, is the next one not going to have, are we going to sell nothing? I don't know. You know, and we've had some products like linger a little bit, you know? Um, but yeah, we have another delivery this, uh, next week, actually we're launching, um, Dover street market. So Dover Fuck street off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, I don't even know how we got that. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, do you guys that's know, like you know the, how bad we are? <laughs> that's like one of the bougiest retailer slash brands out there. Yeah, it's Comme des Garcons owns them, and it's just amazing space. I mean, it's a really incredible Lardas space. Dover yeah, it's like an incredible space. It's, yeah. So so <laughs> it's like Street. L.A., New York. We're in L.A., New York, London, and Tokyo for those what? guys. And so we're launching next week with them, and that's like our, our um, first it, week. It, like flagship online? Like, or yeah, online for online. them and in their stores. And, and so we're going we're gonna to do like a week exclusivity with those guys, and so they're going to sell. And then after that, starting November 4th, Things will be for sale on our website, and then and then we have Essence as well as one of our accounts, and that's like a luxury kind of like online retailer. So, and your like line isn't that big, right? Yeah, small, like, yeah. We're like, I think we're ten. Wait, how many? Wait, ten, like fifteen, seventeen, eighteen SKUs, probably. You know? Yeah. So like, you do a like couple hats, couple hats, couple tees, couple fleas, bags, bags. Yeah, yeah. So. It's small, you know, and we're just like slowly growing, just like one step, one foot in front of the other, you know? I mean, yeah. for me, I just was like, oh, I just want to do it like kind of myself and not take on money or like, you know, I just don't want to feel that pressure. Like at yeah. the same time, I just don't like that. Like, and yeah, it's always high, hard to see eye to eye with the people with money and want return on investment and also want to dictate the creativity side when they're just like, it's, you know, you got to find the right partner is really hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I yeah. think we talked last year. You and I talked last yeah. year on the phone and you're telling me about what you were doing. I was like, man, you know, doing it yourself and selling, not making a lot, right? Not, yeah. not making a lot of product, but selling it all out yeah. and creating that demand. Like that's the, that's the best formula. Yeah. Know? And not having to, you know, cause the, that's what that's what sells scarcity you know like you add more bodies you add more people you add more warehouse you got to get more numbers and it's always more numbers and it's always more numbers and it's always always more and it's a and it's good if you could continue that but the minute it's if you can find that perfect balance of like the right skew count and the right styling and the right packaging i mean yeah and remain relevant you know i mean that's the thing i mean it's i think the heart i mean everybody who does maybe what i do is always like dude, is this thing going to end tomorrow? I was like, yeah. people are going to buy it. I don't know. Like, oh. yeah. but, but, you know, as long as, like, hopefully it continues to kind of, like, just inch its way up, and, yeah. you know, I think we'll be all right. And I don't want, I don't, I mean, not like I don't want to make a bunch of money. That'd be great if I made a bunch of money, but I'm not, you know, we're going to turn it down if you're going to hand it over to me. But, yeah. but I mean, I, at the same time, like, I'm not trying to make a crazy amount of money. I'm just trying to make enough to survive and, and live, you know, and, and really, I mean, I, I really enjoy what I do, which is yeah. the best thing for me, because I just love, like, I, and for me, I never wanted to start a brand, really, I don't think. I mean, I, I did, but I didn't. I, I was never, like, as an ego thing, I was never, like, I'm going to start a brand, and it's going to, like, take over, and yeah. I'm going to, like, kill it. Like, we're going to... Yeah. And I, for If me, you it's can more make like, a decent living for for your family and... Yeah. and Be your own boss. And, oh, I my mean, God. I, I do know working for, you know, a bunch of amazing brands and, 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 and 
what it takes and how much goes on and yeah always had an answer to somebody too you know to be your own boss have the freedom spend more time with your family i mean yeah. there's a, and there's definitely and doing business with the people you want to do business with yeah. yeah i mean dude that's having your cake and eat it too yeah yeah you know? it's cool like, it's cool it's fun you know i think it's like yeah it's just just slow because your model you know like there's there's not very many people that do that right yeah like yeah. the way you're you're trying to create your business model yeah is the supreme kind of business model and but to me it's like you can have there's brands out there that try to do that right mm -hmm. like limited edition shit quick strike shit but those guys they're kind of flashes in the pan you know yeah. there's there's a lot of brands that come and go that they have heat and then they flame out right but like a brand like supreme right yeah. like they percolated and a long time for yeah. a long time and, yeah. and and they are who they are today because of their authenticity yeah you know like what they did and who they you know worked with and partnered up with they're all authentic people so yeah. their brand is legit because of all that history and you know kind of like paying their dues and for you it's like fuck you know you you, you have the leg up with this guy tom yeah. Sachs and and he he's helped you hit, hit that like space yeah which it's is interesting and it, it, but I, and I, yeah and I think that space is cool I mean like it's um it's interesting because I think in the stores we're in and the places it's it's like a variety you know what I mean it's not all like um there's like it's kind of high and low I mean it goes down I mean there's like brands like fucking awesome and fucking awesome. Uh, you know, like FA, like they're awesome. They're so cool. They're such yeah. a great brand. And then there's like, like obviously Supreme and Palace and companies like that. And then there's like Mason Margiela and like, and like this other like high fashion stuff. And there's kind of, and then there's like, um, you know, some other really kind of like totally different brands in those mixes, like totally different space. ERL, the guy from Venice that does this really crazy high fashion kind of trippy stuff. Like there's just a lot of, and then there's like, yeah, there's a lot of different people doing different things. You yeah. know, it's not all sort of like the same in a way. So it's kind of cool because it's like high school. There's a bunch of different cliques and they're, but it all kind of can can coexist. And yeah. I think it's just like there's just like some values that are sh shared in, in the mix of those brands. But I mean, I don't even know if we deserve to be there to be honest. But I'm flattered that we are. Or if yeah. we're lucky, we are. And so we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm stoked. Call it luck or whatever, but you're doing it. You know. Yeah. Which is yeah, it's pretty fun. bitching. Um, sorry, I had a text. I, I was a little quiet over here. <laughs> Drama at the house. Oh, yeah, dude. That's not Somebody wrong. left the freezer open and everything melted. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the show's not about your freezer. Dude. Oh, the no. show's that's about... Dude, that's a, you know my freezers are stuffed. That's going to be a lot of money and oh, ice content right there. What you got in there? Oh, just a couple bodies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> just kidding. Um, it's a little bit... Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm stoked for, for, you know, seeing you, you branch out on your own. I was always curious, and, you know, I've seen, you know, you and the label around for a couple of years, and I didn't know really what what it was about, you know? Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and to be able to, like, you know, see, see your little office here, because we are in <laughs> your little the shed. shed. Um, but we also like to talk about surfing, and we know you like... A lot of you know eclectic like surfboards, <laughs> and I, I don't want to pigeonhole you into like you know the the cool retro fish guy because you read everything. 
Yeah. yeah. And a lot of interesting words. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of keeping the fun going. Yeah. No, I mean, I think for me, I've just always just been trying to get in the water. I don't work out. Like, I can't run. I, I mean, I like to play, like, tennis and some other stuff, but, like, that's not always... You've got to have a sparring partner yeah. and you got to have yeah, time like, and tennis and... Yeah, no, it's hard. But serving, you know, has always been there for me and I always kind of, like, try to, I try to get out... Not every day, but I try, you know what I mean? But And for me, it's just about, like, getting out there and, like, enjoying it. And like we said, like, we, in our lives, we, like, end up... The threshold of, like, stoke or what gets you excited ends up being so high because, obviously, you reach a certain level and, like, you want good waves. And, and if you want to ride a shortboard, it's got to be a really good wave or at least yeah. an amount of, like, juice. So for me, I'm just always like, okay, how can I lower that bar of stoke and have fun and just find a board or something to get out in the water on that's yeah. going to just make me have fun and actually enjoy that time I spend in the water. Um, and I don't discriminate, man. I'll ride whatever. I yeah. don't care. Because like, you foil, yeah, right? Yeah. You're a foiler. Yeah, foiling, yeah. I mean, I haven't been foiling that He's much. He's a paddler. Foiling, You're you know? a paddler. I don't paddle much anymore either. I'm kind of like... I don't know. Go through but phases of like... I like paddling though. I mean, yeah. I, like, I used to love paddling when I lived down on the peninsula in Newport. I'd yeah. run across it and literally like, especially in the summer, I'd have my binoculars and I'd see where the whale boats would be and I'd be like, if I saw a whale boat was somewhat close because that just means there's a whale out there and I'd paddle, that would be like my workout. I'd paddle to the whale boat to go get to the whales and go check out the whales and however far that was, that's how long my paddle was and I'd paddle home. <laughs> how funny. Yeah. And, and you do the, the mats? Yeah, they'll surf mat. Actually, yeah, especially like, and it sucks too because I'm not in on the peninsula anymore. I used to go to the wedge all the time because I live really close and I was yeah. like, that was a huge part of my life, but I don't do as much as I'd like to, but yeah, the surf mats are fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, again, just keeping the buzz, you know, yeah. and getting out in the water. And I mean, it's, we know that growing up surfing, I mean, how rewarding it is just you know, I guess spiritually almost, you know, because yeah. you go out and you get dunked and you, you got, yeah, you know, you're getting exercise, but you know, it's, and I always say it's the best non-workout you'll ever have, you know, like, cause you're like, you're only remembering the good waves you got or the one turn you got or whatever. And you're like, that was a win-win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the best. I mean, yeah. yeah, you go out and it's crowded and you get burned sometimes and there's kooks and you know, that, that's definitely part of the, the, the surfing life. Yeah. But and that's the thing though it's like it's like you know it's always like you just the right board and the right yeah. they just like, like look at it surf line like, okay yeah. what are the waves doing how big is yeah. it okay can I get a Sano and go ride my 11 foot board yeah. or do I throw my 11 foot and I throw my little fish in there just in case there's a little left that's working or yeah. go to yeah, being like, prepared even even yeah like up in your zone there's all these little nooks and crannies actually like you know from, from that's the thing that's so great about there too though from Newport to like seal it's like all beach and there's little spots all over the place to yeah. go get wet yeah. i'm like i mean yeah surfing's great I'm just saw, getting in the water so i far. saw him last winter at, at rincon one of the just oh. bombing days was i there no is that the day that you i don't you know and, um you your groms right yeah. yeah 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 we went a few, we went a few times like so sick and uh he, he always talks about it. he's like when's rincon gonna break like let's go back and i'm like it doesn't break often but when it does we're on it <laughs> believe me that's the day you pull out of school, not when it's crappy and freaking two foot. Like we're gonna save those days. Mom so, says, Mama Bear says you can't just take off school. So you and, so, and yeah. the goat are yeah. good friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And who? The goat. And Kelly. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So about Jaylar, the goat. That guy. Oh, that guy, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. Slade. Oh, Robert. Jimmy Slade. Oh. <laughs> Late light's not the goat. Late light is the cow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm the. 
The cash Whatever. cow? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not even that. No, but you've gotten to partake at the wave pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Tell us, tell us about it. It's, we oh, love yeah. to talk about the wave pool. You like talking about, talking about the wave? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's like one of those things. I mean, I think, hey, if I could go there all the time, I'd go there all the time for sure. So I'm not going to... Not that, not gonna not. I mean, nothing, but nothing honestly beats going in the ocean. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, one of the times I was there, I was like, man, I wish I would have just surfed today. Like, I wish yeah. I would have just gone in the ocean. I mean, like, the salt. Is there water, too many people that day? <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, I mean, like, that sometimes, like, sometimes, it, but it's like also, it's like, it starts to become like a competition almost, right? Like, at some level, like, there starts to be the same kind of pressures that I would feel like in like surfing contests. Where it's like, okay, like, I only get so many waves, and then around, and you're like watching people go down the line, and like, I hope he falls, I hope he falls, I hope he falls. Like, like the whole experience is amazing, dude. I would never, like, if anybody invited me up, I'm there, dude. So, I'm yeah. not, but, and it's, it's, sick. how many times have you been there? Like, six times or something? Yeah. It's insane, dude. It's so fun. But at the same time, nothing beats being in the ocean. Like, that's the ultimate. Yeah. But, yeah, Kelly's Way is incredible, man. It, it, and I think it's really good. It's really, really great, especially for people that are, average to below average surfers because at the same they'll never catch a wave like that out in the wild like the days when it's doing that at Rincon or Sandspit or yeah wherever There's they're not getting that they're not it. getting that wave yeah you know if they are then they're gonna get dropped in on and yeah. I probably will be the person to drop in on because yeah. they don't deserve it <laughs> they just don't deserve it you haven't put enough time in yeah. there's only so many of those waves that are gonna come in that day you haven't put enough time in the water if you're looking goofy going down the line yeah. you haven't put enough time in the water yeah. to get that wave of the day sorry bro like I'm going up. <laughs> have you but, gone to other uh, wave pools or uh, what yeah yeah I've done I've done the um, Waco Nice. Yeah, Waco. And Waco's super fun. There's a lot of ways to come through, so it's like so that's like 54th Street versus Rincon. You yeah, know? exactly. It's just like it's fun and it's like more lighthearted. Like you don't feel like a. It's not as soul crushing when you mess up on a wave and not even. you're just 45 seconds later you're on another wave. Yeah. Soul crushing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not a f- well not that you've paid because you got connections but <laughs> it's in, you know Kelly's pool is oh yeah if you're, spending, if you're spending the money too you're like oh. yeah as a five hundred dollar wave yeah yeah ish. Gnarly. It's definitely one of those things to do. Lyndon got mad because last time I went, he's like, "Dude, you're like, you're surfing too hard. You're like blowing it." Because you know the sweet spot <laughs> on the wave. It. I did. I blew like three. Really? And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I blew like, so dude, many. you're I trying so too many. hard." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get fins out. Like, you know, I was just frothing. Like, <laughs> oh, look at this thing. Oh, oh. yeah. Just, oh. it's so addicting. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just need to go back and yeah, figure it out. Uh, yeah, it's tough because at the same time I'm always like going there and I'm like, okay, like I'm in a sense competitive on another way where I'm like, oh man, I want to do something that, like I, that no one's done. I want to surf this interesting, so I want to write a weird board and like draw some trippy lines and you know I've seen it. You know I'm not going to be able to surf better than Kelly on this way oh, or no like Philippe Toledo or whatever. So if I'm trying to post my clips on Instagram <laughs> and like look at me, it's like look at you, you suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but at least if I write a funky board, I was like, oh, that's kind of trippy, yeah, man. Yeah. Right this, on, dude. this guy just trims the entire way and then gets barrel. I'm like, yeah. he just went straight for 500 yards and got a head dip. Like, I don't want to do that. Dude, smart. I do <laughs> a couple turns here and there, bro. <laughs> like, I check yeah, turns, but hey. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like it's like lower trussels, though. It's like I see people drop in all the time, and like no one's falling for the first three quarters of the way. I was like, do something, dude. Yeah. Somebody do something. I don't want that way. Like, I'm get, like we gotta change the we gotta change the script out here. Too many clowns doing these little safety turns. Like, come on, let's see something cool, man. Yeah, like, it's awesome. It, it, it's it's addicting. It's hard. It's challenging, and it's different. And it's yeah. I mean, it's here to stay, and I'm excited. And it's just 
Hope, hopefully there'll be more pools, you know, closer to us. Yeah. Dude, Home more springs. pools or and more money, more rich friends. Like, come on, yeah. Dude, yeah. on, dude. Like, it's I'll take fun. it all. Like, we'll take that entitlement. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it, bro. Like, but at the same time, again, nothing beats being in the water and the yeah. ocean. I mean, like, and that's the other thing is like, I like to just I do a lot of snorkeling and I love snorkeling. I think yeah. I, I will prescribe that to anybody, like, because I can't. I don't know, I mean, I don't meditate or anything like that, but it's a meditative thing, you know, because I got to be like more fully stimulated to meditate so I like to go snorkeling and like I think yeah. that's a jam dude yeah for sure it's underrated no one's no, I don't think as many people are onto that I'm not yeah, there we do so it in Hawaii a lot when we're there but here I just because we're in Huntington you gotta travel to go yeah, to the go to Laguna, Laguna. Go to Laguna bro like if you're on a little route doing work bring your stuff bring a snorkel like throw in your car but you just go stone out and like look around and see fish and just like you swim you get exercise it's a really good yeah thing yeah it's good good to decompress and, and zone out yeah, you know, not on your, not on these things, your yeah. phones. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Although it is addicting and it's it's a tool and it's how you use it, <laughs> but it's good to be in the ocean. Yeah, and that's what we're getting from this episode. Yeah, get it, get ass in the ocean. Yeah, get in there. Well, right. shoot. Yeah, this has been a great sit down with Punker Pat, Pat. Punker Pat, Towersy. It's an honor. Towersy, Towersy, yeah, Towersy, yeah. Western Hydro. Dynamic Research. Dude. W-H-R. Check it out. W-H-R dot Institute is our, is our um, online store. Ooh. And then... Yeah, Instagram is W-H-R at... is the Instagram. At W-H... Yeah. Okay. Give us a follow, man. Yeah. Support the cause. It's just... Uh, and your yeah. uh, family your business. Big, your yeah. big um, release is next week? Yeah, next week. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. This is going to launch next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. This so. is part of our media rollout. Plan. Yeah, bro. Yeah. A big part. You heard it here first. Taking a page out of Parker uh, Pat's uh, playbook. I, I heard it here all, first. Yeah, I expect all of the, the late night with Chalky to be supporting and getting on there and buying something, bro. Don't be a cheap ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got my free promo hat, but thanks, man. I'm freaking styled. Um, I'm going to wear this. Dude. I like green. Hell yeah. I'm stoked we got to tell that how Punker Pat got his name. Yeah. Um... Being the face and super grom of uh, iconic brand Volcom, and you know you were there for 13 years. Got to go to exotic places, Hawaii, France. Like what a what a what a killer way to grow up in the family of Volcom, and and then. Got educated. Got educated. It took a little longer than normal. Yeah. Had, had, had six it, years, bro. Yeah. Had, had it. Hey, got, you got did it. Like that's that's a testament, right? That's yeah. an accomplishment, and what it was Ruka then, right? Yeah. Then Ruka, you know, learning more and, and gaining more knowledge and being a marketing genius, and then Hurley, and then Bam, you you're on your own now with a little help from your friends. With uh, I can't believe that Craig Stesic gave yeah. you the name. Yeah, Craig. Yeah, the initials, genius, but dude. yeah, he yeah. gave you the name. Yeah, um, I was I was just trying to come up with something catchy with the initials, like while I was staring at it, like <laughs> weed, H two O. I don't know. I was lost. I'm sorry. I'm not good. Uh, I got one. That's good. Watch her rear. Watch her rear. Give me that butt snorkel. Right? So it can be in a sister butt company. Butt <laughs> so good. No, the show's not about butt snorkeler. The show is about punker Pat. Yeah. Western. Hydro night. He doesn't. He can't say it. Hydrodynamic 
research. I'm just yeah. excited about these bonsai bowls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I'm and look at look at yeah. to the left of you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Ashland seltzer. Get out of here. That's, bro. A new, yeah. that's a new flavor, mango chili, dude. That thing's tasty. I had one last night. I'm loving that. I'm loving yeah. that. Thank you merch. for sitting down with us. Yeah, and and your sweet. We're giving you some sweet dude, late night with chalky uh, merch. Yeah. So sick hat and some koozies. Yeah, you got our ugly mugs there. on your face now. Yeah. yeah. I love the Thanks. auto blank right here. This is yeah. money. All right. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Punker Pat. Peace out. Peace. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Uax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. West Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 